1: Welcome to Brother Date Star Trek Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. I said it right this time. I don't know if you noticed. I'm very proud of you. Yep, It's only it's taken just like, since 2016, but I finally got it.
0: Just like when Leslie Nope shows up at that cop's house extremely drunk and has to use the bathroom and ask him if he's impressed she knows what it's called.
1: <laughs> uh, we were just talking off air about what a, uh, we were both caught totally by surprise this week by one of these episodes being a double episode. So this could be a long one. Um, but you guys know the project. We do the... Uh, we got the criteria. And we got we get the scores. And the ones that were Perfect. bad last week, they're the I ones that... I love are, that
0: you've taken this responsibility on. The
1: ones that were bad last week, they, they're they the ones that go first this week because they were bad last week. I hated week.
0: doing it every single week. <laughs> It makes me so happy not to do it. That's it. Well, last week the worst episode or the lowest scoring episode was Deep Space Nine. Objectively, the worst week,
1: episode was DS9's episode
0: last week. <laughs> this week we watched The Begotten. <laughs> So dirty. It's it's so hard to know what to do when it's the deep space. Not do I play it twice real quick? Do I <laughs> Yeah, you gotta do it. You, you gotta
1: do a little jump start. That doesn't work.
0: That doesn't work. That's not gonna work. Oh god, here we go. Odo. Oh, I could make two copies of it. Yeah, just
1: play it from two anyway. different two different files or whatever. Uh, Odo's got a sore back. Probably from jumping off the stairs at quarks while shouting Form of Bat <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Bashir says it's bad posture, but we know better. Have um, you been
0: watching What We Do in the Shadows? <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've always been curious about it. The ads make it look funny. so um, the, for the movie was great. I don't know if you ever saw the movie. I did not. Um, but the show itself is very funny. But Matt Barry's character, whenever he transforms into a bat, he does loudly shout, BAT! <laughs> well,
1: I assume that's what, what Odo was doing this week. Remember, he had that bird incident several weeks ago.
0: And that did happen.
1: Um, he's also been having some tough poops, I gathered.
0: Um well the thing that <laughs> He he's solid. He's still solid at this point. Yeah, he's still a solid boy. Uh Quark comes
1: in, offers a porno solution, as always, and then tells Odo, uh Euridian sold him a dang old changeling. Yeah. He sells it to Odo for eight slips or strips or whatever. I don't remember because um, it's dead so he doesn't care but Odo says it's not dead it's just sick it's a sick baby changeling so there's no need for any security or concern credits
0: yeah he doesn't explain how he knows what a sick baby changeling looks like it definitely I guess it's just was racial like a, memory of I've some seen, <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly what I was going to say that it looked like a racial memory that he saw it in that little box and instantly knew yeah uh, let's do a little A plot B plot cool a plot Cisco suggests Odo contact his own dad Mora Dr. Mora but Odo is back to not liking him again I guess they didn't cover much ground
0: the last time he was around
1: (laughs) I thought they had like patched things up in that runabout but I they
0: they didn't yeah I guess Odo's been fucking thinking about it huh yeah he's back to hating this guy I mean that was something but he's still an asshole he's still the way he spits out all the words so much disgust (laughs) It's just a real bitter asshole.
1: Maybe that's why I'm the way I am. Uh, Odo whispers sweet nothings to his new baby changeling. He says he's gonna be a way better dad than Mora ever was. And he takes the changeling off to show it something. it turns out he took it to the repla, mat,
0: Uh Uh-huh, and put it in a mug. Like a fun prank to see if anybody would drink it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe he, like, walked away and was just watching from a table nearby. Um... Worf is around and can never be cool about anything.
0: And at this point, no.
1: I just assumed he was going to try to take over security arrangements for the changeling or
0: something. <laughs> but it was Little League. Yeah, he was just, this was just one line. It was pure Little League. I thought, when you get to the B pl- plot, that maybe Worf was going to have to deliver the baby. Because <laughs> of his experience that he's had. That's right.
1: Um, Odo now has the, the baby changeling back in the lab spilled all over a table. Fucking Mora walks in, says he's here to help. Says he heard about it. Does that mean Cisco just called him?
0: I think probably. Yeah. Cisco's like a fucking weird ghoul in this episode. He pops up two or three times and says some shit and then disappears. He makes the threat that happens in every
1: episode like this, like the LOL episode.
0: Uh-huh. He makes the, the Starfleet threat later. Um... It anyway, makes as much sense in this one as it does. Actually, it makes even less sense in this one than it does in uh, The Offspring.
1: Uh, yeah, they had to tell us... A, in The Offspring, they had to tell us that Admiral was also a cyberneticist. Yes. And uh, that's why he was able to jump in and do, do law surgery at the end. Um. Anyway, they fight a lot about how much Odo hated being raised by Mora. But Odo allows him to stay and observe... And he tries to get the changeling to turn into a sphere and some other stuff by pouring him into into some buckets that are that shape. Yep. Then we get a montage of Odo measuring the tube of goo for a while. And then he and Mora have a big blow-up about whether it's really Odo's fault that he's a solid now, among other things. Wasn't that such a weird thing where he's like... You wouldn't be a solid right now, you know, if you were such a screw-up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was... Didn't he get turned into a solid because he, the he guy murder. fell into the engine? He put the, pushed the guy into the engine? Yeah, he definitely did not mean to murder that guy, but he did murder him. Yeah. Uh,
1: Cisco comes in and says, Starfleet's about to pull a lol and take over the whole operation for themselves. So Odo finally agrees to do some of the stuff he didn't like when he was a kid. And he begins to realize that Mora wasn't trying to hurt him all those years ago. And Mora begins to realize that Odo is right about taking a softer approach with the changeling. See what's happening?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the changeling eventually reaches out and tries to make faces at him and they lose their shit. I'm guessing it's not going to work out based on all the nice music and everything that's happening <laughs> in the background. <sighs> uh, Odo celebrates with Quark, his best friend. They have a big bestie chat, but whoops! Odo gets a call. The baby's sick.
0: Now, who calls Odo? The computer. Which member of the cast calls Odo? Is it not? Is it not just the
1: the main cast computer?
0: Yeah, it's just a computer. Calls yeah, it. they
1: couldn't even literally that part.
0: Nope. Bashir wasn't checking up on it Mora wasn't checking up on it even though he wasn't there he just gets a call from the computer and it's like uh, Security Chief Odo have you ever seen The Offspring? (laughs) It's It's that part
1: It's It's that part of The Offspring it's happening now Uh, Mora and Bashir like Data and then Admiral rush to save the baby changeling while Odo waits in agony and it fucking dies but, again, yeah, this is the important part. When Odo holds its nasty little dead body ashes, he becomes a changeling again. Uh huh. Big question mark. So many question marks. Uh, Odo.
0: Now, I to me, it looked like it was still a, it was dying, but not yet dead, and it was still a liquid, and it absorbed into his hands. Maybe he and was the final blow. Did he kill it? Yeah. Yes. He absorbed it. <laughs> A power he didn't know he had.
1: Uh, Odo birds it up real good all over the promenade to show off. And, um, he and Mora finally part on good terms. Until the next time, I assume. B plot Kira finally in labor. Finally getting rid of this fake baby bump. Yep. Uh,. Huge shock, but O'Brien sucks at just sitting quietly and hitting a little cowbell or whatever.
0: He's really terrible at it.
1: Yeah, everyone's everyone hates him too. Everyone in the room hates his guts.
0: Anyway, and Kira doesn't. Kira makes a lot of like faces at him and eventually throws him out of the room. But she doesn't look over at him and say, "Why was I ever gonna fuck you?"
1: <laughs> That's good that she doesn't say it directly in front of Geiko. But at this point, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if she did, because they weren't hiding it very well. Keiko's pretty checked out at this point. Uh, O'Brien's mad that Shakar hasn't arrived yet. And when he does, O'Brien mean-mugs him. Turns out Kira didn't fucking relax enough. And (laughs) now the baby won't come out for a while. (laughs) Yep. Too many of those toxic endorphins or something? Yep. Yep. Then O'Brien and Shakar fight about who's massaging her legs. And then, like, who's going to help her get up? It's pretty gross. And then Shakar tries to stop O'Brien from seeing Kira's lady bits during the labor. So she has to kick them both out, like you talked about. And when the baby really arrives, she invites them both back in. And they get to witness the miracle of childbirth, and they smile at each other. So I guess they're no longer arch enemies. Cause in this episode we learned that like Tuvok and Chakotay, they're arch enemies. That's right.
0: They have a history we don't know about and they hate each other.
1: hmm Uh Kira finds Odo and explains how she feels like pff, now all she wanted was this pregnancy to be over, but now she just wants to hold that dang baby. Yeah. And um you know, Odo's sad about maybe losing his baby. I don't know. He doesn't seem that sad because he could be a bird again, but um, they go for a nice walk. That's the end of this one.
0: What was this episode about? Um, okay, you don't have to make your parents' mistakes, but that doesn't mean you have to reinvent the wheel? Sure. Like... I'm I Matt, mean, I tried so hard to tie in the Kira storyline, too. Yes. Because the episode does a lot of work. Not, so you you were right to do it as A plot, B plot, because ultimately they're not connected. They're not connected until the end
1: when they do a little walk and talk.
0: Right. But the episode tries very hard to tell you that these stories are parallel somehow. Mm-hmm. Not, with the cutting back and forth. I promise you the baby, it cries at the exact moment that the, uh, the new, ch- the baby changeling dies. It's, they're, they're very, they're, they're trying very hard to tie these together. And like you said, there's that one scene at the end that explicitly does it, mm-hmm. but there's no take to the B plot at all. No. So ultimately, you know, this is about, this is parenting lessons. Um uh, the it's a fine take. Like, you know, I guess you could also rephrase it as don't get so caught up trying not to do the bad things that your parents did that you do different bad things. That yeah, you're bad at a different way. Um, nothing wrong with that take. And this is one where doing it as sci-fi allows you to do it all in of you know a reasonable period of time. Uh like yeah. Just changing can can learn stuff and we can see the results of that much quicker than if we had to if this was a story about having to actually raise Kira a kid. And, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, having so, to raise
1: a kid you need a really long montage in
0: the middle of that. Yeah, precisely. So for me, um uh it's it's a four. I could maybe even go higher. I'm gonna say four. Okay.
1: Yeah, like you, I was trying to find a way to connect them, and the first thing I came up with was something like, parenting is many things to many people, but I'd have to give that a one. That's such a <laughs> yeah. wet turd of a fucking take. That's
0: a, we'd call it, that's a theme. The yeah. theme is parenting.
1: Um, so I settled on being a parent just fucking fixes everything, huh? Which is exactly <laughs> how I've experienced the world the last 13 and a half months. <laughs>
0: Yep, for sure. Exactly. Um, Not only that, but it's it's fixed the whole country. The whole country is much better now than it was 13 months ago. I kind right? of fixed everything
1: just by being yeah, a parent, pretty much. Uh, I don't think California is going to have any more wildfires because of it. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'll just a lot of my I'll just flip into execution. Uh, Otto, oh, did hap- you score it? Oh, sorry, that was a four.
0: Also, did you? Yeah, okay, so parents are four. Or, yeah,
1: being a parent fixes everything. Um, Odo was happier than he'd ever been as a father. Kira's baby arriving even made Shakar and O'Brien stop fighting again. Nature's arch enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, except the one baby eats it and I guess yeah. proves to be a magic potion to heal Odo. But then, like, I don't even know if we'll ever see Shakar again, so who cares if he and O'Brien are friendly now? And also, Kira feels very empty at the end, so I don't, I don't think, even the one I came up with is not, there's just nothing to it. Uh, Also, I mean, some people don't have that parenting experience at all, any of the joy, so they'd probably hate this take, so it was a tough one. It was a tough one to find a take and explore it and back it up. The Odo absorbs a dead baby and becomes powerful again story was buck wild.
0: Yeah, I I sort of half knew that. So, so I think we're sort of at a point where I was pretty checked out on Deep Space Nine. I do think I watched pretty much all of the rest of it, but mm-hmm. not every single episode. I definitely remember some Pod Wraith stuff catching me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Dude, but like, after a while, it can't catch you by surprise anymore, because it just yeah. really takes over
0: season seven. Uh, so I sort of half thought that he would get his powers back. Yeah. Uh, did not expect at any point in this episode, did not expect that this was going to be the one. And I've seen all the episodes two or three times, and
1: I definitely did not remember how he got his powers back. So when it happened in front of me this time, I went, wait a minute, what? That's it? The baby died and he held its weird ashes and then he just became a fucking shapeshifter again? Yep. Is that what the shapeshifters wanted? Is that what the is that what the founders thought was a cool way to do this? Did they not know about that? It's a terrible way to make him a changeling again. It seems like they wanted to say, once he reckoned with some personal stuff, he was cured. Uh-huh. But then, like, the changelings had already told him it'd be a solid for fucking ever, so they didn't... They couldn't just come out and say that. And they definitely didn't want this baby changeling around next week. So, like, also, wouldn't Odo's personal shit that he had to cope with sort of have to be about the crime he committed to receive that punishment? So,
0: yeah, I mean, if that if their intention was for him to uh, come to terms with some stuff, you'd think it would be about that.
1: Anyway, I couldn't make sense of this twist from a narrative standpoint, is what I'm saying. I didn't really know why they decided to do this. And then the Kira plot was largely just about finally resolving this stupid pregnancy. And hopefully letting her get back on the show. But I I don't know. We'll see. Um, So just a three from
0: me. Well, I had it as a three also. Um, Like you said, this episode is really in service of the plot. Getting that baby out of Kira. Mm -hmm. Getting Odo his powers back. Yep. So what ends up happening is the meaningful and interesting part of the story wraps up 10 minutes early, mm-hmm. so we can get a quick lull, and then everybody says goodbye. Goodbye to Shakar for the rest of the series. See, I wasn't sure about that, but I definitely didn't remember him doing anything else. Goodbye to Dr. Mora they've made up again, so there's no need for him anymore. Right. Uh, which also is a, a farewell to actor James Sloyan, at least so far. That's right. There's, and Denver, there's, there's lots of series both now. Alive, so. There's like five series going I, on right now. Either of back. those characters could could still come back. You're yeah. right. Um, Basically, a goodbye to Keiko. She's actually in two more episodes in all of Deep Space Nine. No, wait, wait, hold on. Really? Yeah. It's only she's season in, five. She's in the one. You know the one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, of
0: course. And then she's in the very last episode.
1: Huh. I wonder if they just have her down on Bejor the
0: whole time. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, we get one uh, final emotional scene with Kira and Odo, but don't worry, the writers don't get credit for that. That's straight from Nana Visitor, who had just given birth, and she said Kira would probably have at least one emotion <laughs> about handing that chubby Irish baby over.
1: Man, she's so lucky they even listened to her. That I know, right? We know all about these fuckers.
0: Luckily nobody cares. So if Tim Russ is like, maybe I'll mind meld with Lori Petty, or if Nana Visitor's like, maybe, um, maybe she could have a talk with Odo because in this episode they're kind of both going through something, and also they're supposed to be friends. Do you remember how they're friends? Yeah, they should probably
1: see each other every once in a while. I think.
0: At least everybody's like, uh, yeah, shit. We can always cut it.
1: I mean, we all. I mean, we keep coming in five minutes late. So yeah, sure.
0: I felt like the science consultants did some work. Uh, someone actually thought about what baby changelings would be like and what some of Morris' experiments would have been. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. But Cisco coming in and putting pressure on Odo to speed things up sucked. Yeah.
1: If anything, it should have been him from in, his, ben in his ready room in his office telling some admiral to give Odo time. And the admiral, he should have been playing the Picard role. He should have exactly. been trying to fight for him.
0: But he's just a plot guy this week. Yeah. Um, if that were all, I would have given it a mixed bag five. Mm. But someone didn't trust the process and decided to add a really dumb and bad Shakar O'Brien jealousy plot <laughs> that included Shakar trying to keep O'Brien from seeing Kira's whole poch yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. two of them playing tug of war with her and a bunch of hallway sulking and even, I think, shakar shoulder checking o'brien in a doorway
1: yeah and i gotta say i didn't know for sure what old duncan's chops were in terms of physical comedy but i was a
0: little disappointed it was underwhelming
1: yeah it wasn't he's no um the the guy who plays larry appleton
0: uh mark lynn baker Baker, yeah
1: he's not he's not that
0: guy that's
1: for sure uh
0: yeah so that plot was an Absolute clown show, and it really hurt the episode for me.
1: How did you feel about the baby changing, Curing Odo, though?
0: I mean, it's fucking... This, it is by the numbers, the offspring. It is like somebody said, hey, remember the offspring. Mm-hmm. He's going to learn a bunch of shit about becoming a parent, but tragically the baby's not going to survive, but he's going to get to take a piece of that baby with him, just like Data takes a little piece of Lol's memories. Oh, that's true. It's just... And again, the I'm sure they started from Odo gets his powers back, and they fucking worked backwards. The <laughs> like whole episode. Often feels like that in Star Trek. <laughs> and then when were... they hit on the idea of a baby, they said, cool, this is the one where Major Kira has her baby too. And then someone probably said, can they be the same baby? And then someone else said, no, 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 no. that's you too uh, that's you, too complicated. You
1: haven't put in the work like me. I know all about um uh, Kara and uh <laughs> O'Donnell and their baby. I I've done the research.
0: So um I mean look. Last week's Voyager yes. was just the game. Yeah. This week's Deep Space Nine is the offspring. It's very sad what they're doing, and it is the kind of thing that Enterprise did a lot.
1: Yeah, we've where they just discovered all the other series' did a TNG. main role is to ruin what you liked about TNG. That's right. That's what they're
0: all out to do. Uh, So yeah, did they, Did it suck that he absorbed the baby and got his powers back? <laughs> I mean, a little, I guess, but there's fucking no rules about changelings. The, one of the very first things he says is uh he hasn't... It, we'll know that he's getting his powers when his mass increases. And I, of course, I just paused the show <laughs> and put my head on my desk and rolled it back and forth and said, what is any of this? Rent my garments.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially being I mean, just... <sighs> When his mass increases, he gains shape powers, but then also he can shape into any mass there is in the entire fucking galaxy. He can yeah. just become... Well, He'd probably become it, a wasn't. red dwarf or something if he wanted to.
0: <laughs> He'd probably become a black hole. Mm-hmm. I would love to see one of these fucking changelings just do a big suicide <laughs> where he turns into a black hole and eats everything.
1: <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, what about world building? Uh, oh, how would you
0: score it? Oh, a three. Okay. It was a three for me. We're, we're um, in lockstep. World World building. This one is all Bajoran birth ceremonies and baby changelings. Yeah. But I am not sure I understand any more about changelings (laughs) as a species after this than I did before. Yeah. And obviously Bajoran birth ceremonies are nothing. It does seem, from the ending of this episode, that Shakar flies commercial to Deep Space Nine. (laughs) One week after five members of his old resistance cell were murdered.
1: Yeah, I know, but they fixed that guy, so now there are no other dangers.
0: Yep. Yep. He could just get on the next fucking passenger ship to uh, also, uh Space Nine. One and of those and has he's never had there, a bomb on it. When he's up there, listens to the fucking final boarding call and says, I gotta go, even though he's president of the whole planet. <laughs> they would have held it for him. That's all I'm saying. He was not going to get there and they'd be like, ah, oh, I'm sorry sir, the door's already closed. There
1: are a few instances this week in the different episodes where it seems like the writers might have forgot some stuff.
0: Well, okay. it
1: seems like they might have forgotten that this guy was like the whole president of Bajor.
0: Yeah. So the problem with everything I just said is that none of it really is world building. None of it tells us more about the uh, Star Trek universe. Mm. Um, because we at least got to see a baby changeling and some of Dr. Moore's experiments that he run- ran on Odo, I gave it as much as a one. but I don't see how I could give it more.
1: Okay. That's because you left out all of this great detail. Are you ready for this? Can't wait
0: to hear names of planets and things.
1: Odo can innately tell stuff about changelings from either looking at them or doing telepathy or something.
0: Like we talked about.
1: He just looks right in there. He knows everything about this changeling. He also says this is the test that the founders
0: are handing out. Are you ready? If you're a threat... It's like they forgot forgot, Matthew Hmm. that the other time they came across... A, a little amount of changeling it wasn't alive it was just a key
1: yes that was meant to bring him back to uh the Omarian nebula or whatever
0: i for, i fucking I forget. forget i don't
1: remember what that was episode was about okay so here's here's the test according to odo if you are a threat i guess you kill the baby changeling but like the federation specifically wouldn't do that but the founders still want to ruin them so, yeah, I don't think he understands what the test is.
0: Also, didn't they just fucking fire that dude into space and then he drifted through the wormhole? I think so. Like, what if he had come through the wormhole and hit a rock right away? <laughs> and he his little baby form that didn't know how to do anything or change shapes or anything was splattered all over a rock somewhere. Yeah,
1: that's a good question. I don't think they treated their own babies very well.
0: Yeah, with bullshit, no changelings ever killed another. Um,
1: I think we've talked about this before, the insane amount of time it takes, theoretically, to get from Bajor to DS9. In this one, they uh-huh. said it takes three hours to get from Bajor to the station. Did When they put uh-huh. those tiny little thrusters on the DS9 and they moved it in episode one in the pilot, the
0: emissary, did they fly that thing for at least three hours? Uh, I fucking could be, but that's episode one, and our notes from episode one are so sparse. I'm just saying, like,
1: it just never seems right.
0: How far did they go? They went so far from they, Bajor to get to that one They fucking ball. definitely went far enough that you can't beam down. We know that. Yeah, you gotta take a fucking shuttle, and it takes three hours. Yeah, maybe they're not allowed to go to warp inside the system or yeah, something. I mean, that part makes sense. It's just, it really seemed like they moved that station a little bit, but
1: I guess they didn't. Uh, and again, I think that came up in another episode, where someone took when, some insane amount of time to get to Bejor from DS9.
0: When In Battle of Both Worlds, uh, Best of Both Worlds, Enterprise mm-hmm. rolls up at Jupiter. Yeah. And then I think at impulse speed goes to Mars. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? And it does not take very long. No, it's pretty quick. They zip through that belt, man. They don't give a shit. <laughs> now, Enterprise is probably faster than whatever the Bajorans have.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We've seen their shit. It don't look fast. No. But come on. Three hours just seems rough. It seems like a rough trip.
1: Um. Uh, Mora has been on Earth working with Starfleet to help detect changeling infiltrators. Uh, changelings morph best at 17 degrees Celsius <laughs> who cares Bajorans can only have babies if they're mad relaxed otherwise the endorphins build up until they're, they're toxic yep Mora was under cardi pressure to make progress with Odo which might be why he was so pokey and proddy uh, a dead changeling can revive lost shapeshifting powers, or maybe just in this circumstance. Who knows what to do with this that? This week
0: it can. I have no idea. I don't know if we'll... Usually they just turn to ash, <clears throat> so... I don't know how they... How do they pick how much ash to turn into?
1: <laughs> I don't understand how anything about their mass works, so I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I have it as a three for all of that juicy business. Wow. Well, what about
0: characterization?
1: Uh, Odo still bristles at the mention of Mora, and of course they fall into familiar patterns when he arrives. Odo loved being a cube, which I think makes a lot of sense for him. He probably still likes to be a cube. Uh, He eventually comes to terms with Mora when they share this new experience together. And again, he does become a changeling again at the end. Kira's in labor. She gets sick of O'Brien and Shakar fighting and boots them. But now that she's done with this whole baby affair, she finds that she thinks she might kind of want to be a mom. <laughs> uh, Mora was never one to keep extensive records, he says. That's great science there, bud. You're doing science just right.
0: Well, I didn't keep any records. Yeah, he's covering some shit up there, right? That's what it sounds like.
1: He's covering There's up some a bunch falsified of real data,
0: things he did. Yeah, exactly. I think it was just scientific
1: misconduct, but maybe maybe he was uh, There could
0: something. there should have been a thing where Oda was like, "I was reading through your records and I saw that you duplicated an image." <laughs> I have wanted- already called retraction watch.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> just want to know if you find yourself at retraction watch that I'm the I'm the one who did it uh quark is willing to be besties again this week shakar rightly smells something fishy with o'brien and kira though he doesn't he doesn't make them admit it which is big of him <laughs> uh o'brien sucks as he always he, does he,
0: and it was an opportunity for him to say i've seen the way you look at her which <laughs> i'm not as we the know,
1: fool you take me for
0: <laughs> all villains say including tom paris <laughs> Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to give them a lot of credit for the emotional ground they cover as parents, but um, I could only give this a four.
0: Uh, So for me, I said this before, big whiff on Cisco just coming in and parroting Starfleet's demands to Odo, Mm. never remotely questioning if Starfleet had any legal right to intercede. He almost put a toothpick in his mouth and turn around and on the way out the door said, I don't make the rules. I mean, it was similar, and that's a hard look for a guy whose best scenes have all been parenting related. Yeah. One time he built a clock.
1: Well, yes, what we think is the best scene is definitely that. But yeah, he doesn't give any parenting advice, really, does he?
0: No. It's too bad. I was sure when he came in in what ended up being the Starfleet says you better hurry up scene, he was going to come in and tell them that their fucking negative energy was mm. probably setting back this changeling's development. Tell a
1: story about one time he and Jennifer fought about a big old gumbo that he was making. <laughs>
0: probably gumbo related. And Jaco. Could have been a jambalaya. Could have been a
1: jambalaya. <laughs> could,
0: could have been some kind of boil.
1: Took it so hard that he ran, he ran to the holodeck. to, to run, ran away. Ran away to the Olympic.
0: And he ate the berries of the poisonous whatever tree, and then he had to be in quarantine for a while. <laughs> there you go.
1: Something like that. But no, he doesn't say
0: none of that. He just says,
1: nah, I don't know. Admirals told me they're going to take your baby. So, you know, you better, you's better pick it up.
0: Yeah, so that sucked. Uh, then, um, Odo goes through a lot of things. I thought they all worked and made sense. Like, his position is changing a lot in this episode, but it's changing in response to... Pretty intense desires and important events. It's not like he just says, well, okay, we'll do it your way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but how awful were O'Brien and Shikar? Just absolute <laughs> babies. Really bringing down the tone of the show. I know I've complained about it and deducted points once before, but uh, again, okay. I can't go higher than a three for characterization. Yeah, you know, there when are a couple there of is Literally, literally a scene where Shikar <laughs> tries to stop O'Brien from seeing... Major Kira's Banyanya. And by the way,
1: O'Brien acts real buttered about it too. Like a uh-huh. like a like a he child really who didn't get his way.
0: way. He absolutely wants to watch that baby be born. Mm-hmm. Yep. He wants I mean, but on tap.
1: He really wants to watch that baby be born. A hundred percent.
0: So three for me. Okay. Um quick ones. Well, you know, this episode scored one point more than last week, so it has a chance of not being last place. Yeah, quick hitters. I don't need the joke about prune juice. <laughs> I didn't need to know that Odo was constipated. It's <sighs> minorly funny that Worf really loves prune juice when Guinan gives it to him. Mm-hmm. They already beat it to fucking death.
1: Yeah, every time Worf's anywhere, people are like, well, "Are you gonna drink some prune juice?
0: And also, no one in the show makes a joke about Wharf being constipated in any way. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah. It's pr- prune juice is funny because it's a drink old people drink when they're constipated in the 80s. And that's why it's funny that big old Worf likes it. Yeah, it it's funny no that he said like, it, he took a sip of it. Because you're backed
1: up. Yeah, it's funny when he took a sip of it before he was totally off the rails as Wharf, and he goes, a warrior's drink. That's fine. Right. That's fine. You can do that.
0: So didn't need that. Yeah. Then... Do you think Odo even has money? Do you think this thumbprint contract where Quark places Odo's thumb on the pad as he's having basically an absent seizure is going to hold up in court? Let me ask you this. Does the concept, does having the concept
1: of money mean you have money? Because I think now he has negative eight slips. And that's like (laughs) a money concept. Does that count? If you sold someone I see what you, you had saying. money, but the money you had was negative eight, does that count?
0: I, I see what you're saying. He has a balance, so in that <laughs> sense, he has money. He has money. It's just, it's not on the right side.
1: That's all. He needs to move it to the other side. And then here's the final question for
0: you. Does Odo even have thumbprints? When they made him a, a solid human or whatever? I don't fucking know, right. man. Who fucking knows? And I'm, now that he's not, again, can he just go to the magistrate and say, well, I don't thumb. know what this contract is. Look at my thumb. Look at my thumb.
1: Look at, look at my big thumb. He'd make his thumbs twice as big. I imagine.
0: Anyway, if they were writing this now, there'd be some blockchain. They'd say blockchain. It's not, you'd have to do something blockchain in order to buy but this yes, baby.
1: Because these are all written by 58-year-old dudes who have to, at this time,
0: they would have written something like internet protocol address or something. Right. <clears throat> ben Sisko is the only person in Starfleet with a good relationship with his dad. Mm. So, of course, he thinks Mora should be involved. <laughs> <laughs> one one other character in Starfleet that likes their dad. Um, I mean, Worf probably would have liked his dad, but he'd been dead a long time. And he definitely thinks... That his adopted dad is a real ass pain and goes out of his way not to invite him to the show. I
1: heard him say in one of the episodes to someone who, who he was hanging out with an engineering when he was bothering Jordy. He says to the engineer, he goes, why is he so Russian? And I just <laughs> thought, oh, hold on a second. First of all, he's on, Bella Worf. Russian, so let's be
0: cool about it. <laughs> and second of all, don't say it like that. Fucking wharf man. I guess Jordy probably likes his dad okay. Because he never comes up. Ben Farim? Yeah. <laughs> we see him in one episode because his mom is missing, but George doesn't talk about his mom either. So I guess he had an okay relationship with them, but, you know, they don't seem close.
1: I think that's the test. Did, did he ever complain about him? No, then it was probably fine. But, man. Yeah, it was
0: probably fine. The, the TNG crew character. and
1: probably most of the crews in these, they all got weird parent stuff where their parents beefed it super hard or they hate their guts. There's just a lot
0: Tro- of Troy's dad's dead Yep We don't really know About Beverly's dad But apparently All she cares about Is the Matrilineal side Of her family anyway With their candle sex Yeah Uh Yeah Uh, Wesley Obviously Wesley Very complicated relationship With his dead dad It came up In his Entrance exam To the academy Or with his Live bald dad Now we know Picard's Uh, a virgin Or possibly His live bald dad Yeah Uh So, yeah, of course, Cisco thinks, hey, why don't you call your dad? (laughs) I'm not going to make the same mistakes that were made with me. And of course, I can't envision any other mistakes I might make.
1: (laughs) Well, I think to be Uh, fair, anyone who was like, I'm not going to do the things you did probably would also fail to point out that they're going to make some other ones, some other different mistakes.
0: Do you think Kira told her birth team, get a real shitty gong, one that isn't resonant at all? (laughs) <laughs> or did they do that one on their own? Well, because or,
1: real gongs stress her out in that they're trying to avoid that. Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. I thought may- also maybe the midwife brought it, but she doesn't travel with her good gong. Like, if she's leaving the planet, she's not bringing her good gong. Oh, She'll bring yeah. the little shitty one that doesn't make a gong sound when you hit it as just like a piece of metal. A well, pain in the ass it would be to bring that thing and fucking Shakar's luggage is all over the fucking place because he's the
1: president <laughs> or whatever. They got room for that <laughs> shit. No way. <laughs> yeah, you bring the you you bring the travel gong it folds in half, a hundred percent. You know that thing folds uh, in half like my cribbage board.
0: <laughs> so those are the worst cribbage boards. It's the the cribbage kind, board's not that big.
1: It's the only kind I have ever had.
0: Uh, I'll start looking on eBay again for one for you. Thank you. I There's was asking for a are, box are of that. Several months away. Yeah, Send
1: yeah, me a yeah, box yeah. of that.
0: Um, if Kira can't give birth because she can't relax. Then I, what I need you to tell me, Matt, is how any Bajoran women gave birth during the occupation. Seriously? She was, can't handle O'Brien being a little shitty in the corner? I mean, that's it's how you know like,
1: this is not a real medical procedure that is happening. When that lady said that, I, you knew instantly this was some stupid home birth
0: nonsense. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, uh, last week when she said 15 million Bajorans died in the occupation, that was like an estimate of what the population should have been. <laughs> But no, but no women were giving birth because they just couldn't relax. It sounds stressful, for sure. Hey, Matt, I guess you can write a shapes montage on paper, but you can't really make it compelling on film, huh? They, I did. This is a try. cube. And then most of the montage was
1: him literally just like putting a tricorder up next to it and being like, mm,
0: "You're looking gooey in there, friend." Um, what rights do Starfleet have here? Quark bought something from a Euridian trader and <laughs> sold it to Odo, who works for the Bajorans. How-
1: Federa- Federation station, though.
0: <laughs> Bajor- no, well, Bajoran first station has been said staffed. many times yeah. that that they administered on behalf of Bajor.
1: Yeah, it's almost like Cisco. There's the part he didn't say, which is. Because of this damn space war
0: that's coming uh-huh we just doing anything we want out here uh-huh i'm just asking where philippa louvois is because there <laughs> is i feel like this case would be an obvious follow-on to some uh, precedent that she set way over on an empty star base somewhere was her career not going well uh clearly not she didn't even have a staff dude she had nothing when when she failed to convict picard yeah. I know he's forgiven her, but did his old boys network ruin her? Did we probably covered this already?
1: Yes, I'm sure we covered all of this, including in the LOL episode when we said, "Where's
0: Villebleuois? What's
1: yeah. happening here?"
0: Uh, oh no, fucking foot stuff. They <laughs> were oh fighting no, over who oh could Brian...
1: massage her, and for some reason, Chicago did go. What
0: are you talking about? <laughs>
1: this is my girlfriend.
0: Well, who the fuck are you? What's happening Would... right now? Hey. Hey, what do you mean she's lived in your house for six months? I think, um, I'm getting a feeling we should go into some detail here <laughs> about this.
1: This is, uh, hey, buddy, uh, this is my girlfriend who I have sex with. Well, who the fuck, what, what is this? What is hey,
0: this lumpy I, business in front of me? I heard from the creepy little doctor that you've been helping her in and out of the bath. <laughs> and I want to talk about that.
1: By the way, I can't But also I don't. Shikar walking past the infirmary and Bashir asked him to come in and he, makes what he thinks is like a naughty face and he says, O'Brien's oh, been helping your girlfriend in and out of the tub <laughs> makes his naughty face at him and Shikar goes, What the fuck? He goes straight to the quarters so they can have their little
0: their little contest. Um but a third rail for me right now, and we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh O'Brien and Shikar Yanking Kira back and forth in what looked like a middle school play production. Like, they were doing it stage big. Yeah. And Three Stooges level slapstick. Yeah. So, like you said, it turns out Duncan Regeer, and I don't know if this was true in Zorro, but it turns out Duncan Regeer, maybe not a great physical comedy actor.
1: No, I don't think it had ever been asked of him. I think he was probably confused when he got the script. Why can't we I'm both sorry, get through I the door? I don't understand. i handsome
0: and Canadian, so... But I don't get it. What are you it. asking
1: can't, me? The door, do the doors not open big enough? Is that why we both can't get through them? They should
0: get better doors on this station, is what I would say. I think that's what Shakar would say. Whose job do you think it was to rub Smucker's strawberry jelly <laughs> oh, on a naked three-month-old? no Is a that tough. a PA? Or makeup? Or do they make the parents do that? Like Tough working conditions for the baby, for sure. Yeah. now nah, his baby's not going to remember that. No. But maybe someday the baby will be like, I'm in this Deep Space Nine. <laughs> and they don't show my dick or nothing. <laughs> but then he's going to look at it and go, who put all that shit on me? What is that? Who did that? Who Why? put all that shit on me? <laughs> do
1: these days, are they just CGI babies? I don't, I don't really know how it works. Is it just a big Uh, CGI
0: baby because it's easier? I mean, all babies are born six months old in TV, so whatever. Yeah. Um, They did a lightning crashes. Sure. We had a real lightning crashes in this one. And then Odo getting his powers back. That's going to really blow the CGI budget again, isn't it?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a straight uh, dolphin's cry. That's what they're doing right
0: there. Well, they're going (laughs) to...
1: Is that the name of one of them?
0: I don't know. You couldn't have said Lakini's Juice or... Yeah, so they're doing a Lakini's Juice. Is that what you mean about the CGI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the CGI. Um...
1: Yeah, that's where the CGI budget's going to go again, right? No, I don't know how much. That's going to be like next
0: week lot. they're like, well, Odo shapeshifts again, so let's use stock footage of the Delta Flyer from the first time it was built and just <laughs> like really badly cobble in some people working on it. <laughs> Uh, and Matt, uh, we talk about Little League all the time This is the very first episode of New Space Nine In which Dax doesn't appear
1: um, At all Yeah, I did notice that after a while I was like, I oh, don't know Dax yet, I expect her to pop up Maybe somewhere near the end, and she never did And I was okay with it, because what was she going to do?
0: Yeah, yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> but yes, that's uh, good
0: Best actor to Ambivalent Kira at the end She was invested in that scene because she wrote it And worst actor to Drunk Odo
1: Hmm. You mean the one telling Being the replicator happy. they're
0: celebrating? Telling the replicator they're celebrating, explaining to the replicator why he wants champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I will say I only had um, a couple of quick hitters, and one of them was worst actor candidate Odo telling the replicator they're celebrating <laughs> and then looking sheepish. Uh-huh. Or maybe best actor Keiko finally telling her husband to eat shit. <laughs>
0: That's, just because I felt like that one was a long it's time It's just coming. the first time we've seen it. She tells him five times a day. It's like how I wanted to hand out I mean, an award last time when that guy said, think about it. <laughs> technically, we saw it in the episode where she was possessed yeah, by I mean, a demon, by a paw wraith.
1: Wait, when she said eat shit, is that the scene where she flipped herself over the top of the uh, promenade?
0: <laughs> Miles! <laughs> yoink!
1: She said yoink as she did it. Anyway, in front of everybody, and then Cisco was like, "Where were you when that happened? I saw you were on the pro- I saw you were on the promenade. What was that about? Like, hey, buddy, if you saw it, then you know I was down on the uh,
0: bottom. What, what do you think? It uh, was tied to an invisible rope that I pulled. What? <laughs> what do you mind, think happened? Down? Use
1: my mind control powers that I everyone knows
0: I'm possessed of. Uh, Land, Bradcats. I can't I don't, Yeah, look, I, I mean, I agree that was pretty crazy, but like, are you dumb? <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you okay? You could see where I was. <laughs> you could see that she shouted my name and then fell over the rail, and I was 45 feet away and on a different level. And very distraught. Yeah. Did not expect my wife to jump off the top. <clears throat> you were... Honestly, you had fewer questions that time I slugged Worf. Uh, yeah, those were probably my Cisco just thought he might be a clone again.
1: Uh, clone, uh...
0: Future O'Brien. Uh, <laughs> Just O'b- still messed up from being stuck in mind prison. O'Brien under some other kind of
1: mind control. He's probably been... He's Power probably play been O'Brien. Power play O'Brien for sure. Um, he's probably been forced to do things at the threat of his wife being injured before too, right? Probably.
0: That's I mean, my guess.
1: Uh, no more quick hitters from me. I rest cool, my
0: case. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, second place last week was Voyager. Mm. Take a big drink of water. <laughs> it's a <laughs> double app.
1: Got a nice watermelon flavored hint water. I'm That'll to. do. Yeah.
0: This week we watched Dark Frontier.
1: <laughs> okay it's gonna be a long one a borg ship uh detects another vessel and goes off to investigate we are getting um drones eye view all walking around the corridors and shit and it's uh it's voyager i know it was a big surprise but it's voyager on this guy's little view screen here who could have known um the Borg approach and begin their attack on Voyager, but Janeway finds a way to beam a torpedo onto their ship. And uh, it explodes and takes this, this little Borg scout ship out with it. On Voyager, it sounds like a whoopsie, like they just wanted to disable it. But Janeway says that today she feels lucky and orders a <laughs> salvage operation. Credits.
0: Did you Did you feel like they were interrogating Harry Kim a little bit about that. Like maybe they thought he did a murder.
1: Well, you remember that time that he uh, had a racial memory programmed into him and attacked those guys? The one where he had to beat off the ladies with the sticks. You know the one I'm talking
0: about. Yeah, I forgot about that. Most of of my thoughts and memories of that episode (laughs) are of him being down on that planet where it turns out they're going to beat him to death. Yeah, he had to fight off all those he ladies. Was just, was just such a sucker. Like, just believe get to this dumb story. Bang
1: all the ladies on this planet every day until you die. And he's like, sounds great. And then they try to attack him with sticks.
0: But you're right, though. He he has form on destroying an alien ship.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, for some reason, they beamed over, like, all the Borg wreckage. Seems dangerous, given what we know about Borgs just fucking tubuling into everything, but whatever. Yep. Who gives a shit, right? Uh, Chaco and Kate are chatting in the debris, and Chaco says the obvious. Maybe I should just go to Red Alert now and get it over with, because you're definitely going to do something so fucking stupid, it's going to ruin my next dream journey. (laughs) Everyone is finding fun, useful stuff in the debris. And TP and Harry are having a couple of Steve Weisers with Neelix because it was Harry's idea to send them a fucking torpedo gram. But Harry does say he was only trying to disable them and feels kind of bad about it. But, uh, you know, he's with TP, who is garbage. Uh, TP says it's amazing that more drones died. He wishes they'd all go because they're automatons. But he says that part right in front of Seven, who takes it badly. Yeah, well, it does suck, the thing he said. Yeah, everything he says sucks. Uh, Janeway has the bloodlust now. She says she has the bloodlust, and she's going to use all the info they've gathered to raid some more Borg ships. And this is a great idea. They can't possibly go wrong. It's all very cool, and there's no collusion. They set a course for a specific Borg sphere three days away. Just now, just carrying out overt pirate capers. Uh, Despite Seven's obvious misgivings, Janeway orders her to read her dead parents' logs to look for more insights into the Borg. God. She says to her, I don't want to read those. Those guys were crazy and they got me all assimilated. Do I got to read these? And she's like, you fucking read them. Or else.
0: Also, Carter stink. (laughs) <laughs> fucking stinks in here.
1: It's your cargo bay. No, it's no. It didn't stink like that, though, until you went down there. It
0: smells like Borg shit. <laughs> uh,
1: Seven gets a pep talk from Neelix. And then it's fucking flashback time.
0: Oh. Oh, isn't it?
1: To little Annika and her nice science dad. In this flashback, they haven't even found the Borg yet. They're just. Wondering if the Borg are are a myth. And these dudes, her parents, they violated all kinds of orders and crossed the neutral zone and shit just to go looking for the Borg. And they finally bump into one. (laughs) But we're back in the present. Because that Voyager found its next Borg prey. So I guess this is going to be the narrative form of this episode. No wonder it's fucking 90 minutes. The crew does a big drill on the holodeck simulating a raid on the sphere uh they steal some kind of transwarp thing Uh, i think they call it a few different things it's a a coil it's also a uh i don't know they call it some other things uh and the simulated borg they still don't fucking blink until chaco's timer goes off then they're real mad
0: did you expect it to be bigger than one of those uh cat toys where you put it's like a ball but it's contained within a donut shaped track (laughs) so the cat can bat it around I mean I guess I did but
1: um you know how are they going to yank it out of there and carry it off um Tuvok and Harry Kim very lazily shoot a couple of them and then whoops the Borg beam onto the bridge freeze program call that one a fail Janeway says they're 12 seconds too late, and I think they could just, I don't know, pick up the pace. But they all talk about how impossible it is to go faster than that. I saw Harry, Kim, and Tuvok walking slowly the entire time, and then at the end, they're like, we went as fast as anyone could possibly go. You'll never be able to beat this time.
0: Anyway. To go go any faster, we'd have to break into a light jog, and you know the regs. That's right. It's power walk... Power walk rules, if both feet are off the ground visibly to the naked eye, it doesn't matter what you see on the slow-mo, but if both feet are naked eye off the ground, then it's a a DQ. I'm not going to get a DQ on this op. It's a demerit. (laughs)
1: Um, Seven says her dumb parents had a method for remaining on a cube undetected, but she needs more flashbacks to figure it out. (laughs) But instead, she has a bad dream about being attacked by Naomi Wildman. But then also she has, like, a shared telepathic vision with the Borg Queen? So all the filmmaking is happening now.
0: Every single part of it.
1: The Borg Queen says they know all about this plan to steal a transwarp matrix or whatever, and she's gonna snatch Voyager up probably, but Seven is special and different, so... You know... That's what she's really after, is Seven. Now it's flashback time again. It's like a nature documentary now. Her dad is on the cube, and he's got cute nicknames for the drones. And he watches one get injured and then disassembled by the other drones. And he's got a cool armband that I guess Seven and Schmollis are going to have to emulate so that they can remain undetected while on the cube. Or Sphere, in this case, I guess. Um... The Doctor, like everybody else, tells her to love and honor her parents, and she snaps on him because they were morons who died when she was a kid, and then she got bored, but good. Uh, Janeway chews her out for not being an enthusiastic participant in this wild piracy idea, and benches her for the mission, but Seven manages to talk her way back into the starting lineup without once mentioning that she talked to the Borg Queen.
0: Yeah, she knows Starfleet policy on hallucinations. Mm -hmm. Even though she is so far, I think, the only character in Star Trek to have immediately admitted when something was wrong in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. Now, this week she's she's doing a Riker. She's going to see snakes in her bed or whatever. That's fine. She's probably just stressed out.
1: She needs sleep. I just checked and there are 56 minutes minutes left in this episode.
0: It's a very rough idea. <laughs> it was horrifying when I paused it.
1: More Borgs I view. Uh, so I guess the raid is really going to go down now. On the sphere, the Borg Queen says uh, hi to seven in her mind again. And then it's all going down just like on the holodeck. They steal the transwarp coil... But in order to save the crew, I guess, Seven tells Janeway she's staying, and she's becoming a Borg again, and there's nothing that Janeway can do about it. And uh, Janeway tries to talk her out of it, but is forced to flee. Also, the magic armbands aren't working anymore, but it doesn't matter, they beam out in time. But they have to leave Seven. And the Borg sphere warps away, and Voyager's left in the dust. Transwarps away, I guess. Uh, the sphere reaches uh, the Una complex. <laughs> Seven comes face to face with the Borg Queen who says they planted Seven on Voyager this whole time. It was a cool plan all along. And Seven meekly complies when she's told that it's bedtime. Back on Voyager, Balana gets chewed out for going through Seven's database without asking and Janeway tells Balana she still smells like shit so we we both went to that joke already
0: Um, I'm sorry I burned it early
1: it's okay it was infuriating when she said it in the episode when she finally got called out for being kind of sucky and just flipped it right around and said actually you suck ass and your corners make me want to fucking throw up what what does this fucking (laughs) smell and then just walked out Um, Chaco also says Seven was always going to betray us you know, what can you do? But Janeway won't power down her alcove. So she must be planning on getting her back. Uh, the Wildman baby goes to see Janeway. It
0: probably doesn't use very much power, right? She's just charging one person.
1: Yeah, well, Neelix told us it's 30 megawatts or whatever. I don't know what
0: 30 say. megawatts? <laughs> uh, um,
1: the Wildman baby goes to see Janeway with a rescue operation plan. Uh, to, to save Seven and Nine And Janeway reveals to the baby That she's going after Seven anyway And that she was able to detect Communications between the Borg and Seven Which is enough for her to say That uh, this was a coercion situation uh, The Queen tells Seven That they're going after Sector 001 again And Seven's gonna be the key, but Seven tells her to eat shit, and the Queen makes her watch a ship get assimilated to start working her mind over, I guess. Uh, Anyway, the Queen keeps telling her she's not gonna be droned. Uh, Her individuality is too valuable. So, we got another flashback. This time her parents are tagging a Borg drone from Unimatrix 1, which they think Or a unicomplex one? I don't know. Which they think it's Unimatrix. Don't worry. He might get close to the Borg Queen, which I guess they know about by now.
0: Yeah, they know about the Borg Queen.
1: But you know, (laughs) he never knew about it. Anyone in Starfleet until that bad movie. Um, This time uh, it was Chaco's flashback, I guess. Chakotay (laughs) was having that flashback about that whole incident because he was reading the log and he says the parents were right and that drone was one of the queensmen, he says, meaning (laughs) they could use the data to help them find the queen, too. Uh, Chako warns Janeway about overconfidence and attacking the Borg to rescue Seven, but she'll, she'll never listen to nobody. Next, she barks out orders to everybody for this extended rescue mission. She's taking the Delta Flyer, and Voyager's going to hang back for support. And now the, the Flyer has the Transwarp Coil on board, so that thing seems pretty adaptable. Uh, on the Queen's ship, she um, she puts the Sphere in a bad position on purpose, so that Seven sort of has to act in self-defense against these aliens. And then she almost makes her go watch the bio-assimilation, but then she relents and lets uh, Seven fix the shields, but Seven can still hear the screaming and everything happening, and she can see the people getting marched around. Uh, Let's see. Seven, like Homer in the Scorpio episode of The Simpsons, even helps to corral an escaping alien who gets droned.
0: Uh, what does he say? He tackled a loafer at work? He <laughs>
1: tackled a loafer at work today. <laughs> um, I guess she's disgusted by that because then she stops another different assimilation in progress and she beams like four aliens onto their own ship. The Borg Queen finds them and in, in order to build a bridge to seven she lets them go. It's fucking flashback time again. The Borg are now chasing Seven slash Annika's parents. Anika's dad tells her they're going to go home soon. No worries. This time it was Janeway's flashback. So <laughs> everyone's getting in on this. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. Um, TP detects the sphere they're looking for. They're, they're back at that unicomplex thing with trillions of Borg, according to Tuvok. The Queen asks Seven to help her program a virus to spread across Earth. just kind just of get them over a period of years, I guess. Seven refuses, and the Queen shows Seven her neat RC mom and dad units. <laughs> just the mom there or just the dad? Okay. Neat RC dad unit complete with flames and a scary shark mouth or whatever else gets an RC plane to look cool. Um, Janeway shows up to save the day. Of course, she's going to beam in to save Seven herself. She does take Tuvok with her, but um, TP has to keep the flyer invisible or something, so some scenes take place over there with Shmullis. Janeway and Tuvok continue their rescue up. Seven tries to fight the queen, and Janeway shows up right on time. Uh, Janeway's leverage is the flyer. I don't know why I gave so much detail. She keeps threatening to blow up the whole chamber. Janeway and the Queen take turns ordering Seven around until, I guess, Seven picks Voyager. Janeway shoots a thing. They get beamed up and fly away, etc., etc. Followed through the transwarp conduit by a Borg ship. Keep almost escaping, but the chase just keeps going. It's like the last act of a Marvel movie. Uh, They eventually escape, And in a captain's log, we learned that they got 20,000 light years closer to home before the transwarp coil gave out. Yep. So, big reveal for a captain's log, but I'm not sure that's not how it didn't go the last time when they went 10,000. Yeah. Or however far they got with that slipstream.
0: Yeah, but at least in that one they didn't know it was going to happen. Kez just did it to them and then Janeway's like, well, um, we figured out where we are. It just gave out, buddy. Anyway. um, Don't worry.
1: uh, Seven and Janeway have a chat about, I guess, what it means to be human. I don't know. I think that's what they always talk about. Janeway tucks her in. And we're finally out of this
0: episode. This was so long. Uh,
1: What was this episode about?
0: Um, Well, this is a dumb action episode. And it's 99% plot. Yeah, it is. But it has themes of figuring out where you belong how you decide who family is etc but it's just themes yeah I mean there's no no stances are taken no explanations are given it's very frustrating and I only gave it one point
1: okay um, I had things like empathy compassion self-sacrifice are the real strengths of humanity. And I said, sure. But, I mean, I know lots of people do live without those things and those people are trash, but I still wonder who would have like said they were opposed to this idea. Yeah. So it's not exactly a hot take. Uh, so just a four for me.
0: Well, what about, yeah, Execution.
1: Like I said, every filmmaking trope possible is jammed into this one. From the Borg's eye view, right off the bat, to all the flashbacks, dreams, telepathic conversations, hollow raids passed off as real, but only if you're not really paying attention. Just like, they use all the bad filmmaking garbage and throw it all into this episode. Yeah. Uh, Seven is a loser this week who won't tell the crew important things. Janeway sucks as always. Was this meant to be a season finale or something? It's like a two-part length episode with a 20,000 light year jump at the end. And then what? Back to filler season next week? Yeah. It's confusing. I mean,
0: weirdly. Weirdly, that's it. It was not meant to be a season finale. It was always meant to be their big mid-season movie length. They'd done one the previous year. Uh, I forget which one. Year of Hell
1: or something like that.
0: Uh no, I think that was a two-parter. That was always a two-parter, but there was one double length that had aired previously. Okay.
1: Oh, the World War 2 one? I don't know. Can't remember. Oh
0: fuck, I think that was a two-parter too, but either way. Okay. Uh <laughs> yeah, no. Um oh. Sorry, did you give a score? No, I executions? mean,
1: I was just going to say if they had stuck to the present and avoided all the flashbacks, this would have been a half decent watch and also probably half the length. That would have been nice. Um it's not that it's, it's true of all the ones that are just plot and action. It's like, it's not that bad to watch, but it's not about anything, and I don't care. So, just a three for me. How many automatic
0: deductions? Uh, wow. <laughs> well, so, so, let's start with this. Yeah. Uh, every time you described what was happening, you described them as flashbacks.
1: Yeah, they were, like, reading their logs, maybe, but we had to see all the
0: shit. Right. And they were structurally set up as flashbacks in the beginning, because it was Seven reading the logs, Mm -hmm. and little baby Seven is in all of those flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And yes, they often start when she's off screen, but it's like, then it turns out that she was awake and listening the whole time, or she seems to understand what's going on more than they think she does, Mm -hmm. or... Whatever, right? So they're set up like, she has been reading the logs and they're giving her flashbacks. Yeah. Until (laughs) we cut back from one and it was fucking Chakotay reading the logs. I'm so confused. I thought we were going to cut back to her on the Borg sphere or something. Yeah. And now, as a filmmaking technique, what does this mean? Mm. Like...
1: It means Chicote has a great imagination, and he came up with uh-huh. a
0: little one-act play to go along with the section he read. Right. And <laughs> the same thing when Janeway does it. Exactly right. And so it's like, well, now that means that only we were seeing the flashbacks. Yeah. Unless the reason that all of their notes took 18 pads or 24 <laughs> pads or whatever. Because they were like, then Annika said this. Yeah, wasn't, yeah, exactly, or wasn't because the writers of Voyager didn't know how big a computer <laughs> file was, and didn't know that yeah, uh, we could fit all of the text logs in the world on whatever early, primitive version of the Kindle already existed in the 90s.
1: I was going to say, they needed all those Kindles, because they can only fit about one chapter
0: per Kindle. Right. Or... Uh, All of their quote-unquote logs were just constantly rolling security footage. (laughs) That's true, it's video, that's why. And maybe these people, maybe they weren't reading them. Maybe they were just, maybe they literally were watching these things, and we just don't. They forgot to do the framing device where it cut from the flashback to the last few seconds of the scene in a monitor.
1: Well, as we said many times, Red Dwarf did it better.
0: Again, Red Dwarf did it better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, every time they talk about that database, it's just a database of video clips, for sure.
0: So while that's a bad structure, it doesn't... I don't understand what it is enough to say that it qualifies for a deduction. Okay. And then, I'm not sure if Seven's dream is a dream, or if it is the Borg influencing her mind.
1: Oh, yeah, I assumed
0: the Borg were influencing her mind, and so she had that scary nightmare. I don't think she's having a sleep nightmare. No. Uh and so, believe it or not, this episode gets no automatic deductions. Wow! What? So, Although, uh, I promise you, it it was very frustrating for me.
1: <laughs> it's just too bad you set up those rules, and of course, you cannot break those rules. So. I, I
0: th- listen. We're a hundred, and this is a, <laughs> week a hundred and eight. Yep. Um. Okay. Structurally, as television. Mm. The main issue I have with this episode is that the first half is a heist to retrieve the transwarp coil, and the second half is an identical heist to retrieve Seven of Nine. Yes. The stakes should be so much bigger in the second half. Yeah. Uh, they're going into much more dangerous territory, and they're trying to retrieve a someone that they pretty much all think of as a person except Tom Paris. <laughs> It's true. Even B'Elanna thinks she's a person. She just thinks she sucks. But they run the heists the same. They send two or three people in uh, into a ship where the Borg don't see or react to them. Yeah. Same both times. That's very frustrating. Sure. They didn't... The The second half should have been different for Bigger, different, some other way. Also, this episode lifts from first contact shamelessly. Uh,
1: yeah, I wish they'd stop doing that, but it seems like that's their main deal.
0: The Borg queen in First Contact is weirdly sexual. We all agree.
1: Uh, she's definitely- Based
0: on what we've seen of the Borg before.
1: Perving on Data, 100%.
0: Very perving. Like, she has picked a seduction route for Data, and she kind of wants Picard to give himself up willingly in yeah, some ways. Does. So she's very seduction-oriented. Well, the same... She has all the same techniques in this one. Different actress, by the way. Mm -hmm. She has all the same seduction techniques in this one for Seven. But also she kind of just orders her around a lot. It doesn't... The characterization is... As much as I don't love it in First Contact, is even weirder somehow in this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, also, I'm this, not sure I'm, I
1: understand the plan, but that's another part of it.
0: Right, yeah. Oh, it seems like she has a plan, but she she gets frustrated very
1: easily. I just I never really understand what she means by seven's gonna be her representative. Like what does it mean? What does that mean? She's she gonna I, program the nanoprobes? That's nothing.
0: Yeah, that is nothing.
1: I don't understand what she means by that.
0: It's like she's like, you will be you're gonna be the key to uh, uh, defeating earth and then everything she asked her to way? do seven uh, I, goes, don't know. I haven't well, worked uh, that out yet <laughs> That's right exactly
1: and everything she asks seven to do seven's like i don't know i mean somebody else can probably do it right
0: i have a i have an elon musk style feeling that you're going to be the key to this <laughs> and everyone else is going to have to fucking figure it out that's right i've already said it i've made it exist
1: this idea so now it's up to someone yeah. else to make it make sense
0: also this episode undoes poor continuity uh, every the time the Borg are
1: mentioned after, like, the first two times, that's what happens. Yes,
0: exactly. The writers knew that they were undoing Borg continuity. They did it intentionally, and their response was, who gives a shit? Fuck these guys. The main issue for me is that the Borg Queen's motivations don't make sense. Her seduction is nothing. but And crucially, they only pit her against Janeway in the final scene, even though the two are set up as obvious parallels. Mm-hmm but they have no interaction until the very end. They made action schlock, and who cares? I gave it a three.
1: Okay. Yeah. Agree. World World building. building. This is where it's going to be full of stuff that you really enjoyed.
0: Yeah. Well, now why didn't Picard know about the Borg? (laughs) These Chodes, the Hansons, (laughs) had a model of a Borg cube. Yes, they did. They knew they'd have to go looking across the neutral zone, yeah. although I remind you that the entire premise of the neutral zone is that both no the Federation and it. the Romulans <laughs> think the other side are up to it. That's right. Until the very end. Well, And also that was a full decade after those scenes. Yep. They, they knew the name Borg and what drones were and that there was a Borg queen. <laughs> and this was all 10 years before Q played his little trick.
1: Yes, when Q, theoretically, in the episode, introduced them to the Borg.
0: Aside from that, transwarp coils, this Borg metropolis in space, mm-hmm. uh, the command diamond, this Queen, Borg queen's obsession with Earth. Right. So there's some Borg stuff here, but how can I give world building points when it's so destructive? <sighs> It's a straight zero for me.
1: This happens a lot with Star Trek, where it's like, well, there was some stuff in here, but it was all the worst. Hated all of it. Yeah. Yeah, very bad. Yeah. All right, well, here's, again, (laughs) you missed these tasty licks right here. Check this one out.
0: Can't wait. Bring it.
1: I guess the Borg have to go around pushing buttons on exploding panels like the rest of us. Oh, my God. I always figured they were just controlling the ship from the hive mind, but nah, man. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks to that action movie they made, the Borg were ruined forever, and in this... That's just they—they they got a view screen and a, they got to go beep beep boop on the panel. They got L cars yeah. or whatever. They so have dumb. to go
0: push buttons on the Enterprise when they take it over in First Contact yeah, because the Enterprise works on buttons, right? <laughs> but in this one, but nice. apparently they build their own ships to be a thing where there's a fucking audible alarm, <laughs> red alarm. Then a then a Borg drone has to slowly Frankenstein over to a panel of- and. <laughs> It <laughs> push buttons with his mangled hands. And I see a lot
1: eleven of those panels explode in this episode. They're they're built out of the same M eighties and shit.
0: Yep. They are full M eighties.
1: Uh the Borg say that Voyager has 143 crew.
0: That's uh, more than they had the last time they mentioned it, but whatever.
1: Yep. Uh the old uh gift of explosion trick where you give somebody a nice gift and it's an explosion. That happened. Hmm. Polytrinic alloys. The new world economy of the 22nd century. Right. Just give us a little time frame on that third rail. The Ferengi took a run at Fort Knox? Yeah. What? When? Yeah, what?
0: basically uh, basically immediately after uh, the last outpost. <sighs> okay. Although, um, in that episode they did say, no, well, no, no, I guess gold isn't worthless in that one. They're pissed off that Tashi mm-hmm. art adorns herself with precious metals. That's right. uh what good are hollow images if they fade over
1: time why Why would someone design them that way? Neelix says all he's got is a <laughs> faded hollow image, huh? yeah, what does that mean Wait, why'd they build them like that though?
0: is it digital or not
1: we built it so that they're just like real photos they fade over time Does, that's what people is it want
0: the emitter is it the emitters getting weak because you could probably make another one <laughs> just, and put the same photo in. that's it. what i'm saying just transfer the file buddy it's not that big a deal <clears throat> just go just put it in the replicator and say i need a new one of these give me one that works. plus
1: one of these this item i am putting in
0: i have rations because i love to eat my roots and shit <laughs> Uh, try quantum Waves. That's, they're extremely quantum. Um,
1: this Borg cube is described as 28 cubic kilometers, in case
0: Data hadn't previously told us that, I couldn't remember. That's cool, that's just slightly more than 3 kilometers per side.
1: Uh, Neelix says, Seven's alcove eats up a lot of power, we talked about that. Borg 30
0: subs- megawatts.
1: It's, uh, Yeah, that's a lot of megawatts, I think. Neelix knows. Borg subspace communication looks a lot like regular background noise, but you can still figure it out. Um, much more Borg Queen stuff, unfortunately. Her weird wishes and plans. Uh, the transwarp devices, like I said, is very adaptable. You just plug that thing into the Delta Flyer, you're good to go.
0: It's not that good, though. It burns out. <laughs> it
1: eventually burns out after 20,000 light years. The Doctor can get motion sick. Why, though? Yeah. Why would you, I say about the hollow image and this, why would you design it like that? You don't have to.
0: Like you said, Zimmerman was not a good programmer. No,
1: he and Soong, man, those guys would have been great together. Humanity is species 5618 in the Borg parlance. Uh, This theoretical Borg virus for humanity. 20,000 light years closer to home, so there better be some new fucking people
0: next week. Yeah, I, be- I fucking better not see another Kazon. <laughs>
1: fucking, I swear to God, and by the way, this is just generally in my life. If I see one more fucking Kazon out <laughs> I here. Cannot, I will not, and I cannot. going to fucking lose it. Dude, you must not. Do not. I cannot see them at the grocery store. I don't want to see them at <laughs> no, Whole no, Foods. No. If I see one Kazon at Whole Foods, I'm going to fucking lose my shit, and I'm going to be so mad, I'm going to try to get in the backseat of my car again. <laughs> I cannot fucking see him at the park I don't want to see him near the Parthenon Stay away, that's only for Pokemon now I only want to see Pokemon at the park <laughs> I don't want to see one fucking Kazon
0: Is there a Kazon Pokemon? Uh, uh Later I'll think about who the most Kazon Pokemon <laughs> okay, po- Probably
1: is Yeah, make sure you update the feed When you have an answer on that um, Yeah, well, will But uh, yeah, we'll see next week uh, You're right, none of it's good um I give it a one.
0: <sighs> well, surely they did some good characterization work in this. <laughs> always the best. Heist episode. They're always so
1: good at this. All the characters are so fucking smart and likable. Uh fucking Janeway can't just take her victory and go home after they blow up that scout ship. She has to turn this into a big borg adventure. They don't know why she has to do this. She forces Seven to read her dead parents' logs, even when Seven is so mad about it. And Janeway says to Seven later, You aren't happy about my insane plan, and in my eyes, that makes you the crazy one. Now, she does eventually lay it on the line for Seven, but she doesn't seem any nicer to her afterward. She's still, like, ordering her around and telling her, uh, I know what's best for you. Do, Do as I say. Um... Seven, not super happy to do all this Borg business. She's mad about her parents. A lot of emotional stuff happening with her this week. She does a real Starfleet and doesn't tell anyone about her chat with the Borg Queen. So she's becoming more human already. Uh, She's the brave, selfless idiot this week. Seven finds it scary easy. Just so fucking easy to get back into old Borg habits. Again, tackle that loafer at work. And uh her her human and borg sides go to battle for her soul. You get it. And she picks yeah. humanity obviously. Neelix and the doctor both step in it with seven telling her fucking treasure to the memory of her parents or whatever. Even though she's so right these dudes were extremely irresponsible. Uh but you know <clears throat> The doctor only has that one weird hollow family experience he made up to draw on, so kind of makes Although sense. the
0: one where very racist about Klingon music, and mm-hmm. he doesn't want Klingons in his neighborhood. I don't want you to join a Klingon property violence gang. As values were going down. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I swear to God, if I hear any of that, if I smell any of that Klingon stuff in my house, it fucking smells like B'Elanna's quarters in here, and you better clean it up. Uh, B'Elanna feels vindicated by Seven's defection, since she never liked her. Uh, Chaco also gets in, and I told you so about Seven, and TP still sucks. So, man, normally I count on Seven to, like, try to salvage the characterization score, but she kind of sucked this week, too, so it's only a two.
0: Well? What about you? I don't know if this episode really plays out any differently if Seven tells Jane why she's been contacted by the Borg Queen, but it's insane that she doesn't
1: seems like um, later on Janeway should hold a grudge about that because that's a yeah. real breach of trust.
0: Well, don't worry about it because this week, Catherine hard choices Janeway tells Naomi you never leave a crew member behind. <laughs> and also there isn't a giant mutiny when she proposes this rescue mission. <laughs> Despite the uh, fact oh, that Choco
1: that- is side eyeing her the entire episode about all the bad decisions she's going to make yep. in
0: the future for sure. Well, Mutiny's not on the cards with him ever, we know. No, no, no. He doesn't even even know how to make make those triangle sandwiches. (laughs) Uh, I know there were stakes in the final confrontation, but she never asks Seven what she wants. Mm -hmm. So the story here is the Queen kidnaps Seven, and then Janeway kidnaps her back. (laughs) So I guess she's decided Seven still doesn't have agency. I mean, she straight tells her to go to bed at the end. The only other people who are uh, who have scenes in this episode are uh, Neelix, who misses his family, and Bolana, who can't believe she's getting reprimanded for looking through this traitor's diary. <laughs> so, what's good about that? Sure, I had it as a three, but it's a two. Yeah, wasn't a real yeah, good episode.
1: No, it wasn't. It was ninety it minutes scored. though. <laughs> If it wasn't good, at least it made
0: up for it in length. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so my first quick hitter, you already mentioned, what's the point of being connected brain to brain if you're constantly receiving commands orally like Starfleet photon torpedo detected, disarm <laughs> immediately, or vessel sighted, intercept, and then you have to Frankenstein <laughs> over to a panel. Shuffle it, over there, sadly. It can't be possible that the Borg worked this way. <laughs> Well, Data s- would never have been able to put Picard to sleep if it worked this way.
1: I'm sorry to tell you, he commanded a Borg to go over to a panel and push a button, and that's that's what happened.
0: That's <laughs> can't be. <laughs> um, Janeway's decision to salvage this wreck is proof that she has learned no lessons at all in yeah. four years in the Delta Quadrant. It's
1: crazy that she beamed that stuff on board. At least she didn't beam it directly to main engineering like they normally do.
0: Uh, there, we see that scene where Tom Paris offends Seven, and I said, there's a reason Harry Kim does marginally better with women than Tom Paris, (laughs) but also, his attitude, Tom Paris' attitude really shows how willing this crew is to accept one and only one member of a strange race as being okay, while still dismissing every other member, just like everyone does with Schmollis. That's exactly right.
1: Yep, that's right. And also, let's remember TP is the guy who wants it to Chicote. They're pacifists! <laughs> As his excuse for why they should definitely go kick their ass.
0: Um, basically, everyone in this, in Starfleet, at least in Voyager, is like when Homer Simpson learns, has a gay man personally save his life. <laughs> that's right. Uh... I want to narrow down some of the variables on this heist, starting by, you know, asking a recovered Borg with ambivalent feelings about her humanity and her past to look at a bunch of log entries from her dead parents. Hmm. That seems like it can only make things more stable.
1: That's right, yes. She's got it covered from every angle this week.
0: Yeah. And, um, like I just said, Neelix bringing seven 15 multicolored pads because her parents did so much research (laughs) Seems pretty wild when you get a terabyte micro SD card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week Janeway has the huge rifle, the seven used last week. The one that every time uh, I
1: see it for a second, I think must be from the Hirogen.
0: Right. It seems way too big for the corridors that they're walking through. Mm-hmm. Like the, the cor- their corridors, and especially on the Borg ship, are uh, carbine sized for sure. You do not want to use the full-length rifle. Nah, that's, uh... Honestly, it seems like a rookie mistake. You gotta
1: get yourself in trouble like that.
0: B'Elanna's weird antagonism towards Seven was never a good look. Like, it was never well-motivated. It just actually kind of seemed like she was be jealous because Seven had the big boobs or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, He's got the big boobies. Uh, you can see her butt crack through the outfit. Just, just uh, I wish they'd dress me up in the the one piece. I could wear the big heels too. My oh, uh, gosh, Harry, why don't they let me wear the one piece?
0: I love how everyone's Carl. <laughs> Only when they're incompetent, which is yeah. the entire Voyager crew. Um, But anyway, Janeway reprimanding someone for getting into personal files is pretty rich. She just orchestrated a heist.
1: (laughs) I mean, we saw her fucking not even sneaking her way into sickbay to turn off Shmollis' memory over and over again not that long ago.
0: (laughs) That's right.
1: Yeah, you're right, though. Don't look at her logs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Seven of Nine's Alcove requires 30 megawatts. My stupid powerful gaming computer has a 750 watt power supply. What is that alcove doing? <laughs> I know that she doesn't have to eat, right? So, like, it's giving her straight juice. Do the replicators also require thirty megawatts?
1: By the way, I is bet, that
0: why they have replicator red? Whatever.
1: I bet she probably does have to eat, and they just came up with the solutions so they could keep her in that fucking one piece, that, that full jumpsuit. She yeah. she ain't gonna eat, so she always gonna look so good, all cinched up in that in that fucking outfit,
0: Harry. I mentioned the Delta Flare prep scene when we were talking about Deep Space Nine, but it was wildly bad. It was (laughs) Sub-Babylon 5. It was Wing Commander 3. (laughs) Yeah. This week, the Borg Queen sends three ships to assimilate a planet of 400,000 people. Yeah. But they only send one at a time after Earth, huh? I don't think the problem is that they didn't have Seven's outlook. Well, Seven's individual outlook no, I, mean, they, I think they should probably have sent more ships
1: They um they didn't have 7 there To program the nanoprobes And that's her special skill
0: And then she sent 7 Into one of those Japanese haunted houses The running men are always so terrified of <laughs> It's just like Screams and people popping out at her And what's well, going to be around the next corner And Sure I mean Bora lied
1: Bora <laughs> honey it's a fucking liar She's a lying fucking snake.
0: Be sure to enhance the viral sequencers, Matt. All right, I'll try. You're going to want to enhance the viral sequencers. That's Is all it I'm To saying.
1: make it more viral? Or to mm-hmm. make it more sequenced?
0: To make it more enhanced. Oh, right. Thank you. And, um, you know, every year I have to do an annual security training, and they warn us about these Janeway types trying to follow you through a secure door. <laughs> That's a scenario that comes up every single time.
1: And you're like, man, I don't even work on premises. Like, why do I got a remote worker? No one's going to follow them. No one's going to come through my
0: door. Also, I promise you, if I stop and, like, look around real cagey before I key into a building and, like, watch to make sure no one sneaks in, people are going to break in. People are going to (laughs) want to know what's in there. That's right.
1: Also, I think security's probably going to start investigating
0: me. Why is that guy always looking around like that? And like you said, um, they're very cavalier about the transwarp coil blowing up. It's like they don't even expect things to work anymore. Nope, (laughs) gave out. When Janeway says they got twenty thousand light years out of that transwarp coil, with no other commentary. it's just like, okay, well, (sighs) (laughs) they're not going to try to
1: replicate the technology. They're not going to look into fixing it. No, 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 no. no. gave out a second. Nope, Nope. Nope. nope,
0: nope, nope, nope. That's it. They'll probably have to do another heist on the next Borg ship they come across. Mm-hmm. Um, my big question, Matt, is at what point do you think Seven remembers that her daddy was on that ship? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is an interesting question that you you posed in the Zoom invite. and uh-huh. It's true that, like everyone in the episode, I cared so little about that guy that I didn't even remember that they just left him there. Uh-huh. Well, Until I saw that. But yeah, no, they he's... they wheel out her weird remote control dad and then uh-huh. no one talks about it. She's not sad about it. Nothing.
0: He's fucking, he's in the room with her. That's her he's dad? He's in the room with her That's... when this is all going down. Her nice
1: science dad from all the flashbacks and at no point is she like, I'm still mad we didn't go back for my dad though. Like I understand we had to get out of there, but like the... my dad's there. They could have, they could have beamed three people out instead of two. Like you, if your dad was there you probably would have wanted to go back and get him, but we didn't even talk about it. Like, but no, she does not say she shit. She didn't
0: indicate in any way that her dad was standing 15, 15 inches from her when they beamed out of there, and they just fucking it's left him behind. And they sure as shit could have unborged him,
1: too. That's what I meant earlier when I said certain writers forgot certain things this week, and apparently uh-huh. they forgot the part where they paraded him in front of her as a weird mind uh-huh. fuck or whatever.
0: Because <sighs> no one talked about it. <clears throat> yeah it's just un, unseen and unspoken in this one that's yeah, a big one for sure I gave uh, best actor to Big 7 and worst actor to Little Annika yeah it's not really fair because she's a kid but, you but know. kid
1: actors do suck and we shouldn't just let them get away with it anymore
0: they need to know they yeah. need to know that they're not good how
1: else are they going to get better that's why I say it's tough love uh, you got some quick ones no I don't <laughs> I did, 90, I did more than two pages of just reading what happened in that episode I don't have anything left for this I was so angry I I, we had to record this a little late because of a weird baby stuff that was happening here and Judah's like well you know if we gotta do it another week we can do it another week and I was like fuck that I fucking watched 90 minutes of Star Trek Voyager today to be ready for this so we're do even if it's the middle of the night we're fucking doing this thing <laughs> and no I don't have any quick hitters maybe never again. <laughs> this one really All took right. it out of me. You remember like how long we had we had a really long segment on Way of the Warrior cuz I think that was the last one we did that was just a full right, two parts in one or whatever. Um I was so tired after that. This one
0: was so much worse to watch. But just as fucking long. Yeah. Well, uh, the winner last week was The Next Generation. And I got to say, it doesn't have to score real well. No, we're not looking good so far on this scores. week. Yeah. But this week we watched A Matter of Time. <laughs> the Enterprise is on the way to Pentar 4 to help mitigate a post asteroidal dust cloud. Nice. When it...
1: Hmm? I just said nice.
0: Nice. When it passes within a few hundred kilometers of a space-time distortion and does a quick turnaround, because Geordi says, I don't know, a couple of minutes don't make no difference.
1: (laughs) It means worse than that. He makes a cool joke about how it's not going to matter unless another asteroid shows up. And then fucking Data just shits all over his joke, because that's what Data does.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway... There's a little object back there, and it turns out to be a small angular shuttle. But the ship's sensors can't scan it. Um, They do hail it, and in response to their hail, Picard is asked personally to move over, and a Professor Berlinghoff Rasmussen beams in and starts talking about how he's from the future, and everyone in the late 26th century knows the Bridge of the Enterprise credits.
1: Do you suppose Picard's pulse shot way the fuck up when the hail was addressed personally to him? Because I think the last time that happened, it was
0: the fucking Bork. Uh I mean could be it's never good, right? Like it might be Damon Bach uh, <laughs> yeah, trying Tom. to return a ship to the hero of Maxia. <laughs> what
1: or... if he just starts firing on it, expecting it to be Damon
0: Bach? Yeah. <laughs> it's Bach. <laughs>
1: And then he says it was That is
0: not a Ferengi ship." He got that shuttle from somewhere. He's been disgraced.
1: Regretfully, the shuttle was destroyed with no no trace of survivors. But in my defense, it, it did hail me personally.
0: <laughs> well, after the credits, this weirdo tells Picard that he's a historian of early interstellar histories, 22nd through 24th centuries. Mm. And he keeps dropping a bunch of dumb guy hints like... This painting is the original, or I thought this book was on your desk. Uh, Yeah, it totally overdoes it. By the way, side Uh note,
1: Marjan pointed out rightly that if you are an expert in two centuries, it means you're not really an expert. Yes. Like, they should know right away this guy, even if he is an historian, is kind of a boob.
0: Yeah, they would definitely... If this guy worked for a real research organization, they would send somebody who was a specialist on the Enterprise. Yeah, he's like I cover or,
1: European uh, history from the 17th through 19th centuries. You exactly. Go, oh.
0: It would have been this is the guy who covers uh, Starfleet uh, Starfleet engagements near the Cardassian <laughs> right. area of space in the second half of the 24th century.
1: Yeah, like post Cardassian War relations Uh Uh, uh-huh in these sectors or whatever yeah this guy ain't a real historian
0: well he keeps insisting that he can't tell picard why he is the subject of this research because of you know paradoxes and shit Mm -hmm. so picard walks into the conference room where the whole bridge crew asks him questions he refuses to answer Mm. uh, until picard tells everyone they gotta hey they gotta be cool about it but also, please do fill out the questionnaires that he's going to give you. <laughs> so we're... Hey, everyone be cool and cooperate and I guess try not to get distracted by this nonsense. Is
1: that just Picard's mad respect for academic types? I don't really understand that part.
0: Yeah, this guy got lucky. Because if he had asked Jellico to move to the side oh, and then man. fucking beamed in, he's inside a brick. Jellico, just in the
1: for one thing, Jellico would have said... I'm not going to move for two days. That'll really steam his ass.
0: Really? I'm just gonna. Oh, oh he wants me to move. I'm going to keep standing here. It's, it's a, a power move. Will. He wants
1: me to move. I'm not going you know, to make him move first. Then he's on the defensive. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Um, Haley Frequencies were open that whole time, so <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as good. That was a power tactics.
1: move, too. That was also a that power also...
0: move. That <laughs> also. Damn it, Will. <laughs> I told you, it's six shifts this week. <laughs> Um. Well, the uh the lines are drawn in the conference. Uh, Picard and Beverly seem to mostly believe him. Worf mostly doesn't. Geordi and Troy are on the fence, and Data, who gets to walk him home, seems to take him pretty much at face value. And he's very concerned about whether he is still alive in the twenty sixth century. Yeah, he's really he keeps asking him. Um. The Enterprise arrives at the freezing Panthara 4, and their plan is to release a bunch of carbon dioxide, because that's what we're doing this week, because that's what's cool. <laughs> uh, so the scientist in charge tells them that they've spent decades trying to avoid a greenhouse effect, but, you know, this space war. Right. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Uh, they intend forward and then in engineering, Rasmussen makes another bunch of vague statements about important moments and how much fun he's having being there. Kind of sort of implying that the mission they're on will change tenor in some way. Also, he reveals he was recently in the 22nd century. Oh, and he slips a pad into his pocket. Um, We see it. Nobody sees it, but we get to see it. Right. Uh, It was like he had put an apple in there earlier. We'd seen him put an apple in his pocket (laughs) earlier, but those apples were just for anybody. So that wasn't sinister. But the pad is something. Uh, The ship starts shooting at what looks like Montana, trying to release some gas. And eventually the temperature stops going down and everyone's pleased. Uh, Rasmussen acts like that's what he wanted to see But when we come back from commercials Troy's telling Crusher that He's trying to deceive them or misdirect them somehow And then he comes in And asks to see a neural stimulator And he spars a little bit with Troy Calls her Picard's empath mm. He's even kind of hitting on her And frankly the Picard's empath thing should have worked But <laughs> I mean, given You know, what we he's, know got about some, yeah, <laughs> he's got some He's got some appearance Based issues to overcome I guess Uh, he is, um,
1: I've seen that guy in other stuff and, uh, he looks just like this every time.
0: Yeah. Well, he's Max Headroom. Yes. So that's probably the one where he looks least like this. He's Max Headroom in basically the Max Headroom era. Yeah. Uh, Crusher returns with a kind of a screwdriver for him and, uh, he's, After Troy leaves, he tries it on with her, too. Meanwhile, everyone's talking about their questionnaires on the bridge when, oops, massive earthquakes and volcanic activity right from the shot, right from the the parts of the planet that they were shooting. It's not a good look. And, whoops, the ash is going to make the dust problem even worse. They've fucked it.
1: (laughs) they fucked it so bad, but that's what happens when you let Worf just shoot holes in everything as your fucking solution. It's a bad plan. Well, don't worry about it, because, you know, like those second planes are a lot like the first yeah. one.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Rasmussen walks in on Data, listening to four pieces of classical music at full blast, Uh, asks him for a copy of his own schematics, which Data is happy to give him, sure. even though he won't tell people where his off switch is. Yeah,
1: the whole time. He's been... Uh, it's a big, big secret that only the doctor knows. Although that did come back to bite him when he told the doctor. So he really shouldn't give it to anyone <laughs> ever again. Yeah, that was a mistake.
0: Yeah. Uh, while Data is talking to Geordi, Rasmussen palms his tricorder. Well, Data has a plan. He tells Picard that he and Geordi want to shoot the atmosphere again. <laughs> they want to use the phasers again and shoot That's it. wild. And... Use the shields like a kind of lightning rod, but if they fuck this up, no more atmosphere. It is actually kind
1: of wild that the uh, scientist, the only one who gets lines in this fucking episode, is totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, he's like, well, I mean, I guess we're totally fucked either
0: way, so I might as well try it. And it's like, don't let these guys keep shooting your planet. Did you see what just happened? Well, Picard seems to think it's a little bit risky, too. He calls Rasmussen in to ask him what to do about it and how Rasmussen can live with just watching and not intervening. And also, wouldn't he like to join the violators of the Prime Directive Club (laughs) with him? (laughs) He just tells him about the times he's violated it. He's pretty upfront
1: about Uh, that stuff now.
0: Ultimately... Rasmussen doesn't give him anything and Picard chooses to try the second phaser plan Sorry. and he says you know me I I always take the active position everybody knows that and I want that on the record and I'm doing it
1: take that back and put it in your history
0: books yeah also in scenes we didn't see Geordi convinced the leaders of the planet to give it a shot also
1: I don't know, man. Something about this scientist makes me think he wasn't really paying attention. So I think whatever Jordy (laughs) said, he was good with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but they. It didn't end at the scientist. Jordy says they took it to the local leaders. (laughs) Yeah, well, is there anything like this guy? Is this a colony? Are
1: these humans? I'm sorry. I haven't been paying attention to what's happening. That's a good question. Because they look like
0: humans. There's a couple million people down there. And if they had done nothing, they said they thought that maybe like 10,000 people would have died. Yeah. But. They've made the problem worse. Yeah, they did. Uh, Jordy also wants to stay below while they try it. That gives Rasmussen the opportunity to say another dumb thing. Uh, they shoot the planet uh, with the white beams and then the red beams. Oh, good, 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 That's the right sequence. And then the planet turns red and then blue. Good, good, good. That all sounds and all the good. blue stuff. Flows up to the ship and gets redirected out into space. And then it's time for Rasmussen to leave. But but everybody's waiting for him when he gets to his shuttle. <laughs> yep. And they demand to search his ship. Because, whoops, a bunch of stuff has turned up missing. Yeah. In, in a world where they can just make as much more stuff as they want. Yeah, but you know what it's like on
1: Enterprise. Come on, man. He found that pad underneath his desk and he's like... Warf has to come in and see this. This is some bullshit. In that this is fucking shit. Beverly found her thing on the floor and picked it up and looked at it like, what the fuck? It's fucking Nurse Ogawa again. She's at it a fucking again. These people cannot handle this. <laughs> You've been disorder.
0: touching my shit. No, no,
1: Doctor, Doctor. I mean, you know, the one time I did it, it was um, I just moved it to get to
0: the thing behind it, and I didn't know I ruined the experiment, and I apologized so much at the so time. You- what you're saying is that on the hood, if someone had come <laughs> into DeSoto and said, Hey, uh, got tricorder's missing. DeSoto would have said, What the fuck are you talking about? A tricorder's you missing. Mean, you
1: want him to shit you another tricorder? That's what he would have said.
0: <laughs> Go to the computer and push the button and say, Tricorder. <laughs> Who
1: cares? Yeah, exactly right. Only on the enterprise where when someone's late for a meeting, Riker goes into Picard and asks for to have him transferred it right away.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Let this happen. Um,. Well, they want to search his ship, but he he bluffs them into only letting data see the ship. And Picard helps him out with an explanation for that answer for that, which is because then he can order data not to tell anyone what he sees in there. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's sensitive. Uh, So the two of them step inside. And of course, all the stuff is in there. And also Rasmussen has a stolen phaser in his hand. And here he reveals that he is from the 22nd century mm. and the timeship is stolen. And he probably iced the guys. Does he say what killed the guys? He does not. Well, he wears the guy's clothes.
1: We know that. <laughs> he's got his ship and his clothes. So, <laughs> and his backstory.
0: And he's going to go back to New Jersey and invent all of these things that he has stolen. And now one of the things he's going to invent is fucking data. This must be the part of the 22nd century before the new world economy took over. I assume so. Or maybe it's because he wants to be famous. I don't know. Yeah. But whoops, the phaser doesn't work. And then data threatens him and they go back outside and Picard says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you opened the door to the ship, the computer was like, wow, that's all our shit. And it deactivated it. <laughs> and he doesn't say that's an order that I gave. So it does seem like maybe the computer made that decision, but whatever.
1: Well, you know, it's, um, it's
0: not sentient yet, but New Vertiform City's not that far away. That's true. Well, the time ship fucks off without him, because it's been on a timer this whole time. He didn't know how to stop the timer, maybe. Yeah, or... I mean,
1: this is a big question in this episode.
0: <laughs> this is a, uh, this is then... as
1: big a question as what did they do with Seven's dad just
0: back there. What happened with him? <laughs> Anyway, now Rasmussen's going to have to be the one answering a bunch of questions about his, his time period. So yeah. uh, it's it's, It'll be an ironic and...
1: punishment. It'll be very nice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, what's this one about? Mm, all, all I could come up with was people who have little integrity in their professional lives probably don't have any in their personal lives either and vice versa. Is that it? Is that, this guy sucks in every way possible so everyone on the ship and us should guess that he's a fucking thieving piece of dog shit maybe because otherwise it's just if it sounds too good to be true again and i cannot do another one of those right now (laughs) i can't i'm not gonna do it
0: you don't you can't do it you know all the stuff i said about the
1: kazon earlier i'm now i'm saying it about the plot (laughs) if it sounds too good to be true um he's like hitting on all the ladies and he's everyone everyone who's paying attention hates this guy instinctively like wharf can't fucking stand him. majority can't fucking stand him but they for some reason they're all like nah he's probably still a scientist i think they should they have caught on is that what i'm saying (laughs) um i mean this is nothing it's a four that's uh true (laughs) but what is
0: well who cares yeah um You mentioned the K's on again, Matt. You want to go ahead and Google uh, Marowak? That's M-A-R-O-W-A-K. For me, (laughs) mostly this episode. Because he's holding a bone? (laughs) Well, mostly this uh, one is a dumb little time farce. And it looks like maybe they're going to do a science fiction take about, do you really want to know the future? Mm. But no, that's subverted, because ultimately the dude is shady from the beginning, and they go out of their way to show him stealing things, yeah, so it's not you never a believe he's legitimate.
1: Exactly. At no point are you like, are
0: you like, is
1: what's going on with this guy? There's more than meets the eye. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, look at him—he's stealing everything in here. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so ultimately, just going off of Picard's, you know, the one scene in the episode, I think that the take for this is really something like, you're never going to have as much information as you'd like to when it comes time to make a high-stakes decision. Mm. And you can't let that paralyze you. You have to proceed anyway. And that's okay, I suppose, but it's it's not a big take.
1: Damn. Um, Man, doesn't it feel like that's a lesson they should have learned in that one where he iced his duplicate?
0: <laughs> I mean, they went around and around on it. <laughs> they sure did. Oh, uh, yeah. what was that well, worth Well, they should have. But, but if, they, if they had, then uh, explain that scene where Picard... It really needs him to help him figure out what to do.
1: He definitely doesn't want to do a whoopsie and kill millions
0: of people, so it is worth doing the due diligence on this guy. Yeah, I wasn't wildly impressed with that. I gave it a three. Execution-wise, well, first this episode falls into one of the standard TV pitfalls, standard traps. If you make a character annoying, you can't just offset it by having everyone else annoyed at him. (laughs) like we don't we don't sympathize with them because none of these people are real we just have to suffer through it that's true i also think it lowers the stakes a lot to have the entire endangered planet represented by one speaking role and one window with fake snow behind it <laughs> i know the whole effects budget this week went to space space scenes of firing phasers and doing the shield thing, whatever. Uh, yeah, you but, know, like, I
1: saw the thing where the shields all turn blue. That must have cost a fortune.
0: <laughs> that must have been pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, Even as Rasmussen becomes more suspicious, we don't see anyone take their concerns to Picard. Nope. The, the closest we have to this is a scene where Troy tells Beverly that she doesn't trust Rasmussen. Yeah, Troy... <laughs> so,
1: you know what? Um, I got so much to say.
0: At the end of the day, it just turns out that they were onto him all along. Anyway, it's a cute episode, but I I don't think it's doing much that's good. I gave it a three for execution also. okay.
1: Yeah, uh, nobody in this episode says or does the obvious thing, which is to tell this guy to shut up and stay in his quarters. Like, this isn't your fucking playground. Even if you're an historian from the future, we'll let you know how it goes. Right, but this fucker's just walking into engineering and walking onto the bridge like he just fucking owns the place. And these, these fuckers are all just boobs who want to both pester and impress the future man. Yep. So bad job everybody except, I guess, Troy who thinks he's turds but she can't even say why because she's been written to be useless. And Jordy Listen, who hates his guts, I guess, too.
0: Yes. I've said it in previous episodes. I will say it again. The Enterprise got very lucky with the timing of uh, a Nora Sati's visit. <laughs> it's very true. Like, it's because she got discredited and I think it put an end to her witch hunts. Yeah. But since then, there's been some questionable decisions made. Of
1: course. Yeah.
0: And right now, no one wants to be the second person. Taking a run at Picard.
1: No, he's going to be free and, free and clean. He's Teflon, man. He's For a while, he's going to be good to go. As for the B plot, it's kind of a real sciencey. who cares, right? Oh, there's something going on on the planet again. This dang planet. We got to fix it. And with a Techno Babble solution that works perfectly and fixes everything on the planet in 11 seconds. Right. So, pretty standard nonsense there. Uh, just a three for me and world building sure the uh fucking planet of the week slash uh, guest mystery man of the week definitely gonna be a lot of world building uh Pentara four type C asteroid nuclear winter, like the one in twenty third century earth that's what they said no he said the i think he must have said twenty first I swear to God on the caption it said twenty third and okay. Our, oh, that doesn't sound like they know about their own history, because, as we know, 23rd was well, they when don't. there was a Kirk. I
0: mean, we'll talk about it. They definitely did another one.
1: Yes. Worf has a new monitor that detects space-time disruptions. Uh-huh. That's good. Um, That shiny hand towel, that ain't drying nothing no <laughs> unless that is some real like for real future tech cuz i saw no, that and everything like, that's everything's wet still
0: everything about that sink situation is fucked up yeah. it's like uh
1: if you visited there you'd be like in a lot of ways it's really advanced
0: but in a lot of ways <laughs> though i think some of this shit they just did because they thought it looked fancy and they but what I don't understand is why they keep doing it after they realize it doesn't work. Tiny man, bring your own towels.
1: Fucking probably bring your own teepee. Just like play, <laughs> it, play it safe, man. I had to just,
0: oh, do you think it's a roll of that same material? It's all it's
1: big fucking just shimmery fucking
0: bullshit that just spreads that all around. Well, here's my big question: Is there another bigger drawer that becomes the toilet? <laughs> yes, the, one of the bottom drawers for sure just pulls
1: out. <laughs> but by the way, you straddle it, kind of uh, almost Riker style. You're still facing the mirror.
0: Oh, you face you face the mirror yeah. so you can see what your face looks like when you're doing That's it. Right. Um, <clears throat>
1: there were no phasers in the twenty second century, according to Worf. But who knows what century he really meant?
0: <laughs> yep. I think probably that is the reason why they have to use phased pistols in Enterprise. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, one throwaway line. Uh, They just let Wharf drill holes on any old planet these days. Then when that doesn't work, they just tune the phaser more different than last time. (laughs) It's fucking (laughs) nuts. Again, that second treatment cures the planet like fucking magic. Every problem is instantly solved. It's not like, okay, this is a good solution. Eventually things will be okay here. They're like, no, no, no. The planet's a fucking paradise now. Um, data can distinguish up to 150 simultaneous musical compositions. It still sounds like this is a time pod from the 26th century, maybe. But since even Rasmussen wasn't really sure about that, it's hard to say. Um, I give it a two. But it was never really going to earn a lot of points.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid it was a two for me also. Um, we've got time pods. Uh, wormhole philosophy, there's a fucking throwaway line about every every introductory <laughs> philosophy class has dealt with this since the discovery of the first wormhole yeah. uh, No phasers or warp drive in the 22nd century, some incurable, incurable plagues still exist in the 24th century Oh, and in the future people can find the political will to do something about global warming <laughs> so, Good to know yeah, That's a two for me. Gene's future Yes Characterization. Yeah, go for it. Picard has a bias toward action over inaction. According to his own mouth, for sure. That comes out of his mouth. Worf fucking hates homework. <laughs> Riker is pretty awful at being diplomatic. Sure. But Geordi must be fucking great at it, because he convinced a planet full of people to risk going from maybe 10,000 casualties to 20 million if he did a bad phaser math immediately after having done a bad phaser match, it
1: really does seem like jordy's the one they should have sent down when the shelly were
0: doing their business well and by the way picard the real question that is in my mind now is what did jordy do that we didn't see sure did picard run into him do you know how there's you know dumb scout stuff like that guy's got an ugly girlfriend <laughs> yes, yes 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 yes
1: oh in this I, case it's th- jordy can't get a girlfriend
0: Right, Picard saw geordie strike out in ten four <laughs> with somebody, and he was like, "I'm not leaving him in charge of the ship anymore." That's
1: right. Uh, well, it does make sense when you compare him to Riker, who was um, always nailing all the ladies, um, and you think he's got no other skills. Yep. But he's always in yep. charge.
0: But Picard was like, "Oh, I misread it. He's a nerd. You know what? You're the chief engineer now. Go
1: to engineering. You're not allowed on the bridge unless engineering's on fire."
0: But, yeah, Jordy, uh talked this whole planet into this shit. Uh, Troy and Crusher aren't that easy to seduce. You have to at least neg them or live in a candle or something. <laughs> uh, and Dana is still concerned about his sort of unique existence and future and legacy, even though he has no emotions. Mm, well, is he concerned? Um, is he,
1: like, super concerned? Because then the guy um, tells him that they don't even have schematics of him in the 26th century. And that, to me, would right. be a
0: major giveaway. That should be a red flag. Like, Jordy picks up on that he uses the past tense when he talks about Data, but, you know, your schematics n- didn't really survive. What?
1: Data doesn't go, hey, what do you mean by that? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm uh, print you a copy. <clears throat> Yes, I'll give you the schematics. I
0: lose stuff all the time, too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, Hold on a second. Let's I roll just, that I back. lost a tricorder today. It's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, You wouldn't think I'd be able to do that, but straight out of my quarters, just gone.
0: My cat took it. I haven't seen my cat in a while, either. <laughs> He might be lost.
1: It would have been great if Spot was in there.
0: Uh, Yeah, character-wise, it's a four for me. Yeah,
1: I agree. It's a four. I talked about it in the beginning, how Data just shits all over Geordi's joke about it, unless another asteroid decides to show up or whatever. And then Picard thanks Data. And, like, <clears throat> why does he feel like he has to do that? Why do people humor Data? Is it the mega strength that he's possessed of?
0: He is he is possessed of the mega strength. Are they afraid?
1: Because then, also towards the end of the episode, as you pointed out, somebody taught Data all about threats.
0: Yes, I presume that the door will open, that your handprint will open the door, whether you're conscious or not. I mean, because or whether I rip your whole arm off. Yeah, by the that way, handprint which I could easily do, was
1: very scary. Um, so maybe that's why everyone has to thank him when he when he does something stupid. Um, <clears throat> is Picard fishing for compliments when he says there are certainly a, a, a wiser humans to pick to observe?
0: This guy <laughs> must think
1: I'm pretty wise, everybody. I can't be the best guy. I mean, Come is on. said I'm the best human? like. Well, I mean, I guess it's, uh, no, I mean, there must be a better human. I don't, I can't think of whom, um... Anyway, this guy can't be from the future. He'd know Picard will break the Prime Directive twice a day, if possible. (laughs) He's not going to be afraid to ask about the future. Yeah. This is crazy. Beverly wants to know if the Tellurian Plague was cured. Yo, I've never even heard of that. Ask a better question, dummy. (laughs) Also, was Crusher jealous when she saw this dude talking to Troy?
0: Uh, she comes back and she's like usually that's the kind of thing you play against Troy not against Crusher but you never know she comes back and she's like
1: oh I'm so glad that you're finally getting better acquainted and I was like what the fuck was that Uh, Troy says the guy is holding something back but like she don't know what (laughs) maybe it's the thing Crusher said but maybe not I don't know she should have said as always maybe (laughs) That shit was so helpful that your services will no longer
0: be required. Thank you. Look, look, I'm going to be honest with you. My job mostly is to. So Picard can pretend like I'm reading someone's mind. And mostly, I don't know. Can you guys think I can do it over view screens? How would that
1: even work? But anyway, I just sit up there I go, <laughs> he's lying, Captain. And the only guy on the other side, he's
0: probably lying. So it works. A I lie. mean, here's the thing they're pretty much always lying about something. They usually, they usually need some. <laughs> Some fucking liars. God, Harry,
1: I wish I had a different job. <laughs> this one's yeah. not really doing it for me anymore. Can I be a pilot like you, Harry? What are you, doing? not the pilot? Oh, I don't know what you, what does Harry do? <laughs> um. Anyway, at least she mean-mugs him a whole bunch, but her hunches are all for naught. She never investigates or, like you said, brings anything to anyone or figures a damn thing out about him, so. Yep. Uh Jordy both hates this guy and puts his own ass down on the line down on the planet and convinces all those people to go forward with this clearly insane plan. So it's a good episode for Jordy, which is why it scores as much as a four.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he has a real good outing for sure.
1: Yet another win for Jordy.
0: Yeah, big W for Jordy. Um yeah, some quick hitters. Sure.
1: Uh Rasmussen says he's traveled back nearly three hundred years from the twenty sixth century. That's you didn't that nope, you didn't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on in this episode? Uh, this uh, this scientist down on the planet who I keep talking about, it's because he was acting as hard as he could, every reading full of grim determination. This dude needed some clips to show off on his next audition. Um, I have no idea if Corsica is a nice place to vacation in the present, but Picard thinks it might be in the 24th century, or whatever century this episode takes place in.
0: Yeah, also, he didn't say new Corsica, but we don't know what Corsica he really means, <laughs> ultimately. It could be any of the Corsicas. It could be third Corsica. It could be third Corsica.
1: Um, Data and Rasmussen spend about two minutes in the shuttle, right? They yeah. come out, and Data has it totally yeah. solved. Nobody thanks him or goes. Holy shit! What, what, did you take him for a walk around the block
0: or something? How did you get him to spill it so fast? You tune him up somewhere where we can't see the bruises or what happened. Picard in just
1: there? pretends like he he really knew all along. He just goes, Ah, of course. <laughs> and it's like, What, bro? They just went in there. You should be shocked. Hey, uh, why this guy? Why did this guy put his shuttle on an auto timer, though?
0: it's the why it's the main question of the episode i think what's the advantage of that in case he forgets he needs to go home you know i think um i think it was hubris <laughs> i think this guy tried too much too quick too quickly he should have gone forward one year and got some lottery numbers <laughs> or a week and got some lottery numbers and come back yeah and Had a little walking around money while he figured out the rest of the fucking shuttle. As we
1: pointed out, he didn't just go anywhere. He went to the Federation flagship to steal all their shit. Bro, you could have just gone to Starbase fucking 10 or whatever and just stolen some crap from their lab.
0: There's fucking absolutely zero evidence that he picked this destination. (laughs) Well,
1: I guess he could have just looked up the Enterprise, huh? Because he calls Picard by name.
0: (sighs) Yeah, when the Enterprise fucking hailed him, he could have looked it up on the computer. It's just like...
1: Was he going to forget he needed to go home? Was he going to oversleep?
0: No, he even... he, he, yeah, it's he's looking at his watch the whole fucking yeah. time. He's very nervous about this. Everything indicates that he didn't know how to disable that timer. <laughs> so embarrassing. He should be pretty embarrassed when he has
1: to tell the I assume therapist he has to meet because I don't think he's going to go to prison. They don't have a they don't have a crime on the books. They don't have a punishment on the books for his crime. Um, yeah, for sure. He's gonna have to tell that therapist. Like, honestly, I was embarrassed to say, but
0: I didn't know how to turn it off. I mean, they do, but like, what? What do you think the punishment is for stealing a tricorder and a phaser and a neural stimulator? Same. They probably
1: uh, just talk to you about your goals and like. How, you what know do how wanna...
0: prosecutors love to throw shit in there. They'll probably get probably get him for that apple. <laughs> They'll probably put that apple on there. It'll be a whole thing.
1: They're probably gonna be like. Here's here. We're going to give you a hundred self-improvement credits a month to get you back on your feet. And we just want to know about your goals. What do you want to be? What do you want to do with your life? That sounds pretty good. sounds like a good yeah. system that I want to be a part of. Uh, Cause also I did a lot of crimes and it eats away at me every day. Cause I'm afraid of what's <laughs> going to happen. But like in the future <laughs> I wouldn't be, um, yeah. I did genuinely laugh at Frake's reading of he said he wanted to know if we had a grasp of the fundamentals. And he looks away all (laughs) pissed off. (laughs) I just thought he did not groppler this guy. It's unfortunate. He should have gropplered him but he at least hates (laughs) his guts. (laughs) Uh, That's it for me. What about yours?
0: Yeah, I have a a few. Uh, You mentioned Worf's new console that detects spatial anomalies. Mm. Everyone in this opener, keeps referring to this thing like it's Worf's problem somehow. (laughs) Lieutenant Worf's distortion. Yes. The lieutenant's sensors. Like, either he has been pestering him for a while to put these things in and they think it's stupid and useless, or... Or, it's, this is just how they behave, and it's really not going to encourage junior officers to speak up if they're not no, sure. No, you're putting about your ass something. on the
1: line for sure on that yeah. ship. But also, maybe like, in the past, Wharf has mistaken many things for space time anomalies.
0: Well, I think we So, they want to tip off instances. whoever's
1: talking up to him <laughs> about it that it might not actually be a space time anomaly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that, like um, yesterday's the, Enterprise, when that thing seemed to open and then went away, they all just went, okay, sure. Yeah, no, I know. Right. I totally saw it, too, buddy. It was definitely there.
0: That's a, that's a very good point. This exact thing did happen in yesterday's Enterprise, didn't it? Um, This guy's from the late 26th century, but he's traveled almost 300 years into the past to see them. Wesley would have caught that. That's... I mean, I certainly fucking coddler I don't understand what, what happened no, that's there. Not, that's a hundred years wrong. Just because he's not really a they're scientist. In the 24th, they're in the late 24th century now. Just
1: because he's not really an historian doesn't mean he should be so bad at math. That's not good.
0: Yeah, you know, like, for sure he would have written a proposal for this trip. He, and it no. would have said, I want to travel 281 years in the past. So that would be wrong, though, because <laughs> it would only be 181. Uh, <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, when Picard sends one person out of the meeting to walk the guest home, I always assume it's because he doesn't want that person to hear what everyone else has to say. <laughs> like in Clues, when Picard sends Data out. Data, I, I, there's some very important work that needs your assistance in engineering. Then, as soon as the door this switches closed, he turns to Jordi and says, that was... Everything about that. That was total bullshit, bullshit, right?
1: It was bullshit. If this was such bullshit that this guy over here, Riker, was nodding the whole time. Like okay, this is no. Something's wrong here. Something's wrong here. This guy knows about the Elway (laughs) theorem or whatever we're talking
0: about. Uh, so how do you pick data for this one? To walk him home. He didn't want Data's opinion on whether this was real or not. Or. Uh, That's a good question. Because then they just all sit around and talk about it for like another, probably another 45 minutes, and we only see two of them. But.
1: You know what? Maybe they didn't want to hear what Data had to say about it because they're sick of him. Because yeah. they're sick of his shit. Maybe now they always give him that assignment. Yeah.
0: I don't remember if this is the first time we've seen the wild ass sync design on the Enterprise. Well, we definitely saw it in Roka Danar. Okay. All
1: right. He has one in his so, brig.
0: Yeah. In case, in case you don't remember. Dear listeners, a drawer, a <laughs> counterpart of the countertrop ret- retracts, and it's just a drawer full of water.
1: What happens with that? Where is that water from? Where does it go? Yeah.
0: Exa- yeah. <laughs> what happens when you, after you close it again, how does the water get purified or recycled or replicated? When the ship takes a hit and shakes around, mm. does water splash all over every single bathroom on the ship? Oh, maybe those drawers are just
1: fucking airtight.
0: If it happens, what do they dry the water up with? Because, like you said, <laughs> that hand towel ain't going to do it. That's non-absorbent.
1: Uh, the actor did his best to make it seem like his hands were getting dry, but, like, no, yes. they were not.
0: Um, Wharf to me, seemed way less concerned about the security aspects of this whole farce than about having to fill out a couple of forms. Yeah, like
1: I said, the guy is apparently given just free access to the entire yeah. ship, and no one fucking looks twice at the guy. But you're right, they did gripe about their homework a lot.
0: Yeah, it made me think that Worf may have a lot of backlogged reports. Like, maybe he's still writing up Marla Astor's death. <laughs> you know, like, that one still hasn't been submitted yet. All those reports are pending.
1: Sure. Yeah, well, you know, maybe that's why he's such a hard-ass about getting reports on time, so that no one suspects him. Yep. You know why I care a lot about
0: timeliness of reports. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, this is really. I'm. I'm. You know, if I stop and do this guy's homework, I'm not gonna be able to do those reports tonight (laughs) that I was for sure gonna do. So when they're late, and then he leaves because of the homework.
1: Fucking Troy and Riker are like, this guy's always fucking talking about reports. He hasn't turned one in in six months. Such bullshit. Even knows how to. I think he lost his password (laughs) to the
0: report system. If you ask me.
1: He always says every time he doesn't understand these new systems. we had these systems since before the it's ship was commissioned. It's been crazy. To me. It,
0: the ship was brand new when he joined. I know it's only been three years. He's been calling them new system. systems
1: to everybody who will listen, just so it seems like there's a reason he doesn't know how to use anything.
0: He doesn't. The other day he said, just like the new uniforms. but I mean, Even those are over a year old, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want? I, t- I tried to talk to Picard about it. And he said to do my job. I didn't know what that meant in that case. So that's why I'm here.
1: Ten forward.
0: Anyway, we'll talk about this again in three months when the crew evaluations come around. It's the only job we do together. That's right. This dude, Rasmussen, is running a whole scheme, right? Mm -hmm. Gathering up little trinkets to pretend to invent back in his own time. And he's on the clock before his shuttle jumps back. But he still puts in a fair bit of effort trying to get it wet.
1: Oh, yeah, at least a couple of broads,
0: probably some off-screen we didn't see, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. I'm sure, I'm sure, Matt, that the phrase post-nut clarity <laughs> hadn't been invented yet seems, when this was written. It seems likely, yes. But the concept must have existed.
1: Yeah, you think maybe he should have taken care of it and then got on with his business?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, knock one out before you attempt some life-altering schemes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Imagine if this dude leaped into the middle of justice. <laughs> if his mission was justice,
1: yes, that would have been. If
0: he'd fucking zapped in and all of a sudden he was on the Edo world, at least he,
1: at least then he would dude, have gotten
0: some. No chance. At least he would yeah. have got some clarity. Oh, yeah, he would have got it wet, but the fucking shuttle would have taken off, and he would have been like, "Oh, where? I don't even know where my watch <laughs> is." It's true. The auto timer. So yeah, look, look. You got some life-changing scheme coming, and it's a scheme, and it's got to go right. Yeah, and you can't be distracted, and you have to be acting for two days,
1: and it definitely oh, has to go right because once again, you you can't turn off the auto timer. Exactly. You actually followed the instructions for how to turn it off, and it didn't turn off, and you're sure that it's because the system hates you. But either way, you cannot turn it off.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just I'm just saying, just knock one out beforehand. You, yeah, you cannot, you cannot be distracted by. A couple of middle-aged women.
1: Well, yeah, I assume off-screen he was also trying to give it to Trick McBridge and all the rest of them, but I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he got did <laughs> Lieutenant, Lieutenant JG Robinson. Yeah, 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 sure, whatever her name is.
0: <laughs> Trick McBridge.
1: <laughs> um. uh,
0: but yeah, you're right. He's one... got a situation.
1: <laughs> and I don't think anyone was interested.
0: Yes. yes. one moral of this story, Matt? If you've got the scientist jumpsuit on, be very wary of lasers. <laughs> I mean,
1: that did look like a very familiar jumpsuit. That's why I assumed it was just a human colony. Because like,
0: uh-huh. Yeah, me too.
1: They looked like humans and he was wearing that science jumpsuit. Yes. And yes They're wearing the
0: fucking home soil jumpsuit. And these guys, the ship rolls up and they start talking about lasers. <laughs> you should, you got to say, what's plan B? It's the meme. Uh, we're not getting lasers involved. So what's Plan B? It's
1: the meme of the guy pointing the pistol at the other guy and saying, "It was whatever all along." This one, he says, "We we were the laser room all along."
0: Pantara Four was the laser room all along. Um, I would have loved to see Matt, even a short scene with the crew gropling Rasmussen. Yeah, they. As far as we see, he goes ungropplered, but they are all standing in the I shuttle when he gets there. I hundred percent
1: want end. to see the scene where they agree that they all have to be there. Yeah, because I, do, I don't understand that. Why do they all have to be there? Isn't Worf enough? I don't understand. Yeah, they had they had to do with an accusation circle, but they but some, most of them don't say anything. I'm like, what's Troy going
0: to add to this? I, she, the yep. whole
1: time she said she didn't know anything anyway.
0: Like if he had said, "Well, I can't let you in my shuttle because." you'll see stuff from the future. Can you imagine Troy going to Picard and going, he's telling the truth this time. (laughs) And then finally, Matt, what do you think happened to this time pod after it landed in 22nd century New Jersey? Because I'm surprised it didn't get dragged into Enterprise.
1: Uh, for, for sure. Is it an STO? This is a fucking thread you. that
0: landed right in their backyard.
1: <laughs> I did have to ask you whether Rasmussen ended up in STO in any way, including that
0: time pod. Yeah, just, as, just as a duty officer, the time pod didn't. Yeah, um... They did a lot of Caldano uh, Toxu taught business, but yes. they didn't do anything with this guy. It kind of feels like
1: it's another one of those things the writers
0: just didn't really remember Yeah, that he had already programmed it uh, theoretically to go back to New Jersey in the 22nd century. It is just so wild to me that this time pod didn't get fucking dug up and then Daniels would be there to say (laughs) something about the temporal cold war. And it ended up in a way where I guess logically you understood why this didn't end up in the record books in a way that when Picard saw the time pod, someone on data would have gone. We have a record of that time pod being in New Jersey, (laughs) but it would have been frustrating to watch. Yeah. We would have said they didn't have to do this that's anyway. Right. I'm surprised they did. That's right.
1: That's well. That's the thing. I'm always surprised when they don't right. do a thing that would have made me mad for sure.
0: Ah, uh, give best actor to probably Picard, even though he's slow on the uptake.
1: He's okay. So actually, we should talk about that. Pets do in that scene you talked about, where he's trying to convince him to get information, is actually doing a thing where he's making Picard appeal f- for help from someone he has no respect for yes it's a very specific tone he's using in there where he's he's like I need you in this circumstance I need you to tell me the things I need to know but also I think you're excrement like I'm just looking at you and you (laughs) look like a sloppy little piece of crap and but like I need but I need the information everything about the way he's arguing says to be as soon as I have this information
0: you can fucking die I don't give a shit anyway Well, I gave worst actor to homework. Wharf, just, just unprofessional from beginning to end. Complaining about having to fill out these questionnaires. Is that the actor's fault?
1: If it was Dorn came well, on set. It didn't give
0: me any insight. <laughs> it's true.
1: I don't think Wharf would want to do this homework. <laughs> I'm just going to plant my flag on that one.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's not fair, but it's also not the first time that I've slapped the label worst actor onto something that was clearly a writing problem (laughs) and that's also by the way why when i say worst actor i always say the character's name even though i know who played warf because i don't really think it's michael dorn's fault no it is often the the great words that they're given (sighs) so now we have a big problem oh no have you seen the big problem yeah i see we got a nice little a neat little tie yeah, we have a tie, hmm. and what we don't have this week is a tiebreaker. Where's
1: our vice president?
0: Where's our vice president? Vice president and for life. And there, also, there's very little evidence to suggest that he is still doing this project, <laughs> or that he's watched these episodes. Oh, it's tough to give a tiebreaker if you haven't seen them. He gave us partial notes on the... The return episode. On the return episode, and nothing since, so... Return of the Mac is what we named that episode, I think, yeah. if you'll find it in the feed. So I think the problem is that now we have to decide a winner. I think I will will I'll let Ben know about the problem and I'll give him until the next episode to countermand it, mm. but in case he doesn't. Uh Do you have a suggestion? Here's Here's my reasoning. So we have these two episodes. Mm. None of them scored higher than a 4 from either of us in either category. In category. <laughs> Jesus, you're right. However, the deep space nine episode the Begotten did score a one oh, in world building which is the worst category score of any of them that's
1: true i mean that is something so
0: my inclination based on that alone would be to throw the tiebreaker to tng for a matter of time all right but let's try However, to keep that
1: in mind if that's what we do yeah.
0: if ben comes back and says i actually i watched them both and i think the deep space nine episode was a better episode then we'll award it to Deep Space Nine based on that.
1: Is it good enough that he says it's a better episode, or does he have to give scores?
0: Because nah, giving scores means gonna... you
1: played the game, and you're, you have a rubric, and you're playing it the way we're playing it.
0: Yeah, but the thing about the scores, Matt, is we're not going to read it. We're not going to go over this. I don't, I don't want the score. I don't care about the scores. But what I okay. care about but is that he's to watching know it that he's the
1: same the way game. that we're watching it.
0: Alright that's the rules Ben If you give us rubrics that you, you, you're off the hook You don't have to watch Voyager this week Boy, and That's God, a, that's a big win actually <laughs> But if you watch it And uh, you do the rubric And Deep Space Nine Is the winner Then we'll make it the winner and I think otherwise I want to give it to TNG and, Just for not shitting the bed quite as bad in any area And
1: obviously There's no evidence that he's listening to this podcast anymore Either so we better send him a message Oh, of course I'm going to send him MMM a okay, message I just about was, that. I want to be sure. Yeah, it was interesting. We both gave it, we gave it uh, each episode a six in execution, a four in world building, and a seven and eight in the other two categories. Yep. So it was
0: very close. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it really did. Um, you know, uh, I don't have per episode, I don't have a standard deviation across the scores. Clearly the fact that there's a one in Deep Space Nine suggests that, uh, TNG was more consistent, but also if you throw out that that world-building score, DS9 was better across the board. Whatever.
1: Yeah. There's
0: different ways to look at it because they are tied. Yeah. We don't... We don't we've never had a plan for this and we've always had been. So.
1: But he's really letting us down is- and honestly, even if he does come through, I'm never really going to trust him again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, even if he does come back and give us scores on these, I'll know.
0: I'll know what happened. Yep. The winner this week, Matthew, is either the next generation or Deep Space Nine. <laughs> we agree continued. it's not Voyager. <laughs> Voyager scored a very poor
1: sixteen. That's right. And so you just the sixteen points over ninety minutes. So that's what, yep. one every fucking <laughs> f- f- five plus Yeah. Minute five yes. plus minutes.
0: F- five and ten sixteenths. Yeah. So yep. not efficient, is what I'll say. <laughs> these other Uh, ones had
1: 25 points in like 42 minutes or something
0: uh yeah so uh voyager scored 16 that's uh about three points less than the average loser of the week so bad by most metrics yeah um uh, until just a few weeks ago the 25 that both the next generation (laughs) and deep space 9 scored would have been the lowest ever winner yep that was broken uh literally in the last episode before our hiatus by a 22 from the ascent but
1: bad bad week yeah it's not a good week though i will say it didn't it didn't feel feel as bad as it's tragic like they weren't episodes that made me want to do crimes or anything it wasn't like the one where they went to the holocaust museum (laughs) a voyager's adventure at the holocaust museum
0: god that was terrible
1: the Holocaust slash Civil Rights Museum that was not that, that one, one was
0: actually repugnant. That one, yeah.
1: See that like when I finished watching that one, I was I had anger in me. Or like when we finished watching the one where the guy's black on the left, and it was like, oh my god, wow, they really yeah they botched that in a way that I did not remember.
0: Oh, for didn't realize it was hugely reactionary.
1: Yeah, these were just kind of not
0: very good. So yeah. Anyway, but hey, we've done fo- we've scored five hundred episodes now. Oh, good for us. The literal, a matter of time, literally the 500th one we've discussed on here.
1: The uh, And we're through 108 weeks. The other thing I wanted to point out real quick, Voyager now has 11 more episodes than Enterprise and still has not matched its point total.
0: Yes. And Enterprise, and it's, not a good show. It's a third the number of wins that Enterprise got. It's way behind on that. But you're right. There's still 50 points behind. After 11 more episodes. It, with 11 more episodes. And
1: that is behind a bad show. So that shows you what Voyager's been up to. All right. Yeah. Next
0: time. I I mean, this Voyager is uh, twice as far behind Enterprise in terms of average points as Enterprise was behind TNG. uh, Behind the original series, I mean. Yep. So, rough. Yeah. Next time we get together to do this, we'll be uh, discussing the episodes for week 109, uh, which are New Ground
1: that's alexander right
0: that is alexander okay for the
1: uniform oh yeah by the way i know which one this is and i know this because the discovery plus app which is a very good app Uh took over my Uh, took over my tv paramount
0: plus oh yes yes,
1: sorry (laughs) yeah paramount plus which is a very good app took over my television
0: Ted, it's haunted.
1: Yeah. Mm. And even when I turned the TV off, the audio from the next DS9 episode kept playing. So I got to hear the first, I don't know, two minutes of for the uniform while I was panicking, trying to figure out how to make my TV <laughs> stop being haunted. <laughs> so I knew that episode was coming and I knew what it was.
0: And the Voyager episode that I will be describing in week 109 is the disease.
1: I'm glad that I'm... um. I'm glad that for all the Voyagers from here on out are you. That's a very oh, good thing to know.
0: That's not the arrangement. No. You will be describing course colon oblivion oh. in uh, week 110.
1: That sounds actually really not promising.
0: It doesn't sound great. I agree. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, all right. Ben, everybody, send us mail. Because next time yes. we'll read the mail. I don't know why, but we'll read it, even though it's mostly my
0: mail. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to tease you, but we have an audio segment <gasps> for next week.
1: This that is very exciting because we can yeah pause that a hundred times, instructing you to take off your headphones at some point. Good, I'm gonna we can pause it a hundred times and really drag that one out,
0: um, and probably more state flags.
1: We have we gotta finish at some point. We gotta do the other side of that bracket. Um, so anyway, send us mail, Ben, everybody. That's at uh, brother date on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can send us an email, like an audio segment, brothers at brotherday dot com. You can go to brotherdate.com dot com and do web vandalism. You can graffito <laughs> the page, I think.
0: That's right.
1: And uh
0: That's a fun Java applet I've installed. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. You can just leave a message and we'll definitely check it and get back to it. Um and then uh uh the podcatchers. <laughs> what do I I mean like if you guys know, if you're in the know and you've been listening to this show, you know what I'm gonna say about podcatchers.
0: That we're on we're on all of them. Please use them.
1: They're one of those podcatchers. Uh that's it, man. Um as you believe, so shall you do, so shall you do. As you believe, as you believe so shall, so shall
0: you, you, do. you do. Show yourself, Gorgon. I mean, um, they're, here's the thing: they're pretty much always lying about something. They usually, usually
1: some, some fucking liars. God, Harry, I wish I had a different job. <laughs> this one's not really doing it for me anymore.